What's up, bikers? Welcome to the Biker Bar Podcast live stream, episode 138. Today, we have the one and only Brian Kennedy, BKXE. Super excited to have him on the show. I looked before we started, and the last time he was on was episode 96. So it's been a while. We're at episode 138, and um, if you're good at math, figure that out. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it's been a while. So I think uh, we have a lot of catching up to do. But before we get started, first of all, thank you guys to all you on Patreon. Honestly, just saw somebody pop on today. It was a buck, but hey, every dollar helps. If you're um, interested in helping out the channel, channels, both of them, you can help them both out by swinging by Patreon. It's as cheap as a buck. Just uh, give you some peace of mind, maybe a little extra coupon codes for some places that uh, I've worked with in the past. Otherwise, it's like it's like throwing a tip to your bartender, man. A guy pours you a drink, boom, you give him a dollar. So it's just the same over here on the Patreon situation. Um, if you want to go a little bit more, there's some extra content and um, lots of fun stuff on there. Go ahead and check it out. If you want something for free, go to my, my Instagram or my Facebook. Give it a follow. Um, apparently, there's like 140 people following me on Twitter, and I never do anything there except for like check the little box when I'm on Instagram. It says posted over there. So thank you guys on Twitter. Someday, I'll pay attention to you. But until then, if you want the free content other than YouTube, swing by Facebook or Instagram, get a follow over there. So that's really good. It helps me out. Honestly, when I'm talking to different companies, they see what my social following is. So even if you don't give a shit, just go over there, hit follow. It doesn't take much effort, right? Anyways, let's move on from there. What else is new? Oh, I put a couple of new things up on the shop. So there's a drawstring bag now. Imagine that. I really just designed this stuff for myself <laughs> and I wanted something to carry my clothes around in whenever I'm like going riding other than this bag that I stole from my lady. So um, I made a drawstring bag last night. That's what I spent my time on. So it looks like a sticker bombed bag that you just put that you throw on a little, little green bag with it looks like it has all the different shirt designs and sticker designs that I've had over the years are all popped on there. So it looks, it's kind of fun. Anyways, go ahead and check that out. Shop that, let's try that again. Shop.biker.com or you can just go to biker.com. If you want kr.com, hit the shop link. You'll be good to go. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and bring Brian back on. What's up, man? How's it going? Howdy, howdy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. I like, I, like I said, just a minute ago, I really appreciate you um, popping on like short notice, I have really tried this year to work on my work-life balance with YouTube, you know? And um, so what I've been doing with the biker bar is I'm purposely not scheduling out very far. Like I used to schedule out like two months, like where it'd oh, be. Oh, yeah. But then things would come up and it'd be like last minute. I'd be like, man, I wish I didn't have this show this weekend. I could go on this awesome camping trip or whatever it is. And so I've been trying to like do like two weeks at the most, but sometimes I forget. And um, that's where I was. <laughs> Either that or I can't remember, whatever it was. So nonetheless, man, what's new with you, dude? 500 K. Yeah. 500,000 subscribers. Pretty, pretty cool for uh, a milestone. So in another six years, I'll have uh, a million subscribers. And then in 60 years, I'll have 10 million subscribers. So yeah. In a, so a 600 in, years, I'll have uh, 100 million you, subscribers. You stay at the exact same growth rate. So it's been six years? <laughs> yeah, six and a half years since I started my YouTube channel. And like around six years when I quit my job, that was like 
September, October 2006 or 2016. What is yeah. it? Yeah. Something yeah, like yeah. that. Wow, man. That's crazy. I was just talking about your channel the other day to somebody and like, really, you were the one that got me watching mountain bike YouTube from, from posting on MTBR. I was yeah, telling them, yeah. like, I was like, yeah, man, I never even watched YouTube for, I didn't even think about it for bikes back then. It was like cat videos or maybe like fix my water heater. You, you know totally. what I mean? And I, I can't remember how I even stumbled upon, like maybe it was even Reddit or something like that, how I stumbled upon Nate Hill's video on Hangover that was like, mm -hmm wait a second this actually sounds good and it looks good what yeah. the heck is going on here i hate mountain bike youtube videos <laughs> like it's just the gopro was just such yeah. a piece of garbage back then and somehow it's actually evolved into something worth watching yeah it's pretty crazy um i was looking at some footage yesterday that mancan had had um posted on on the, the yeah. slack group where he was talking about one of the new um i think it was like the insta 360 the new one and the footage on there is just like i mean it, it, it it's not quite up up to the same par as gopro but it's freaking amazing compared to what we started out like having to wear like back then like wearing this big old gimbal and all this other stuff and now you have these cameras that it, it's the 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 entry level or the point of entry the price of entry is so much yeah. lower than it used to be definitely and hopefully i mean it's been six years it's been 10 years since gopro's been going so yeah. just you would hope every year that this stuff actually does kind of get better and start blowing our doors off because something's got to get better every if technology can't get better every year everything else is kind of screwed up but at least hopefully our cameras get better where do you think it goes how far do you think it goes Oh man, I think it, if you, I think it goes with like not even having cameras anymore. It's just AI generated and it kind of like, if you come up with a storyline, it just like puts a story together or something. It's just so funny when you think of beyond the actual physical experience. But I think it should be pretty quick by now to have like three cameras and you could have three different places and then it just can kind of auto kind of stitch together something or like kind of AI upscaling and and uh, stabilization and all that stuff should just be like a very very cool high res experience and we're not there yet but it's it's coming. I wonder how long it takes until we're like filming in a like a VR kind of manner where yeah, like somebody could just put on goggles and like so really close. feel like they're there. You know, it's so close too because really kind of the that VR thing started with like, oh, let's do 360 full immersion. And now it's kind of back to just like, uh, et, not Etch-a-Sketch, uh, the, see, what was that? Like when you're a little kid, the, the Viewmaster, oh, yeah. you yeah, the yeah, two yeah. different things, right? Yeah. So it's like, you're looking at Sesame Street, Burton Ernie, like in 3D. So like more and more content that I've been kind of poking around on in VR movie wise is just that you're still looking at a screen, but it's too, cameras so it has that depth to it versus like the overwhelming crappy quality of like oh i can look everywhere so that's totally possible now a chin mount with two gopros and then stereoscopically stitching that together in final cut or whatever and then uploading it to like vr youtube that's yeah. something that is totally possible right now but i've never seen it done and just getting that depth like 
so many people on my last video, uh, I had a couple like cliff edges and stuff and they're like, oh my God, this is, oh, it made me sick. I had to turn it off. Oh, your wife must be so angry at you. We're going on these cliff edges. And it's like the cliff edges is the one thing that the GoPro actually does good. Like yeah. me barreling down some super steep rock slab in Squamish is like, oh yeah, that's cool. Versus right. if you saw it in real life, you'd crap your pants. And like all these people are like, oh my God, like the cliff edges. And it's like, it's nothing in real life. It's like, yes, it's, it is still an edge, but it's not this crazy yeah. like uh, agoraphobia or what, whatever that is, a cliffophobia kind of thing. Yeah. So there's, oh, it's there. It's We just need like more experimentation and more kind of like people thinking outside the box. I've wanted to do it for so long to get the two GoPros. Cause like there's 3d printed mounts that will get two GoPros, but it's very tough because you have to turn off all software stabilization. And like the GoPros have to kind of line up enough for it to look good through two eyes. And it would take me like a month to mess with it. And then it's like, yeah. does anybody care? <laughs> right. I would imagine though, it's got to get to a point where you can like where it is the whole 3d experience because i could see in my head the way I, I i listened to this uh rogan and zuckerberg podcast the other day yeah and and zuckerberg's like really big on vr and augmented reality like that's the big push for meta right and um he was talking about like how many things do you do that you don't actually need like a physical thing to to like yeah do right and it started making me like he, he was talking in, in the terms of the conversation, he was talking about like, Hey, if you and I want to play monopoly, we don't, we can do it online totally. with just like this, like thing that we see with these glasses yep. on, right. With a totally, but then it started making me think about like riding bikes. And I'm like, man, all these people on like, uh, shoot, what's the name of that? There's that bike app that everybody's like, does, yeah. does on the trainer. Um, why can't I think of it either? Dang it. <laughs> it's not, it's not Strava. I yeah. see the logo in my head. Oh, Zwift. Zwift. That's it. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't you want to like, go ahead and load like, Hey, I'm loading portal today and I'm totally. going to ride it and you can be on the freaking like cliff and, and look down and like, Oh shit. And all the touch. The cool thing about like, if you think of a car driving simulator and a flight simulator, a bike simulator is perfect because all the touch points are your butts on the saddle, your hands are on the yeah. handlebars. And then you could rig up a bike with all those like gyros and like those pistons and stuff that you see. Like you could really yeah. actually do like kind of weightlessness and you could do pumps. You could do oh, a wow. lot with a like a 3D yeah. simulator of the bike. And then you put the goggles on and then all of a sudden you're in it. You're riding and oh man can you imagine like doing a jump yeah. but it feels kind of weightless somehow that yeah. would be kind of maybe a little I'm more advanced picturing but... those freaking horses from when we were young that had springs on each corner yeah you know? exactly <laughs> that's totally what it is put yeah. a quarter in and go for a ride but i've seen some of those like uh car driving simulators are badass right now and i don't i don't know if anybody's really taken on the mountain bike because yeah. yeah you take off the front wheel and you put it you have a fork mount and then you take off the back wheel and do some kind of you know rear axle mount and i you think get that thing going trainers out that do have like like they'll raise the front tire and they'll they'll do some things to like make yeah. you feel like you're you're a little you're more, more yeah but yeah it, it can't be long you know and especially yeah. it seems like this sport is really growing like i i don't know if it's just covid or it's like personal bias because we're in it yeah but it seems like it, it is definitely becoming more and more of a a normal thing that like 
Joe that used to just run. Now he now he goes out and rides yeah. bike. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, and the pandemic helped get exposure to everybody. And like, even if you've got a bike and you don't really ride it enough or whatever, I think it's still a huge thing. And people get you once you get your claws into it the price is always the killer thing and if mm -hmm. you know price is always tough but if you get that bike and you actually get a friend or get a hand-me-down bike and you get into it it's it just goes from yeah. there it's like your identity yeah yeah totally it, it it's um i had a conversation with somebody once that that made a really good point too is because you're always like like fitness is so rented you know what I mean? Like you, you stop oh, yeah. for a week and you feel it, you know? And, uh, yeah. so you're always trying to make sure like, Hey, I need that ride every weekend or I, you know, cause you don't want to lose where you're at or whatever it is. And, um, because of that, you really end up with just like other bike friends. It's really hard to have yeah. friends that aren't <laughs> bike friends because nobody else is like, yeah, I'm going to go out and do something while you pedal around for like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's only so much time that everyone has where it's like, if I have a Saturday off, it's, I got to go get out and ride. And so where's yeah. my riding buddies? And instead of just going by yourself, you have your friends and go explore new places. It is unbelievable to me how fast it can go away. Like I, I've been riding a lot lately, like for the most part, a lot of weeks, like five, six days a week. Wow. And, um, I had a crash in Pennsylvania like a month ago and I, because of it, I, I took a week off and just getting back on the bike after that week, it was like, holy crap, man. Like just this climb is already like so much harder. Uh, brutal. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I had a, like when I was redoing the Nuggetorium, it was like a month. I had, I didn't ride my bike for a month and then I was able mm -hmm. to actually like hop back in and do so. I think I was still doing some workouts kind of sort of, but I'm, it didn't kill me as much as I thought it would. And ugh, well, that's good. You, you do, yeah. you, do you still do the CrossFit stuff? I do. I, I've kind of popped in here and there. I, I love doing CrossFit, but I have a pull-up bar in my garage now. So it uh -huh. makes it very easy to do. Like my favorite workout that I do is this thing. I call it like the multiplier, but I don't know if it has a real name or not. But yeah, yeah. It's very, very simple. It's you do 20 pull-ups, 30 push-ups, 40 sit-ups, and 50 air squats. And that's like one set. And you, I, I've timed it before and like you go all out, but you don't have to. And then take a little break and then do another one of those and another one. So you try to do three sets of those. And it's just the best workout of all time mm -hmm. because you're doing everything. And you're not, it's not like lifting heavy weights or anything. It's just doing the body weight stuff. And I love it. So that's like my go-to of like, if I need to work out for an hour, I can do that. And, uh, and then sometimes I'll do it four times, which is just yeah. almost impossible. But <laughs> it's cool. So it's like basically a hit kind of, of, of workout that you're doing. Kind of. Yeah. Cause you can yeah. kind of sprint into it, but I really, the idea of CrossFit is just so awesome. I just haven't, I, yeah. it's so tough because when I'm traveling all the time, the, the gym isn't set up to be like, Hey, let me just drop in every once in a while. They have like punch cards that you can buy for a hundred bucks for so many classes. And it's just, it, it throws yeah. off their entire thing for like you to drop in every once yeah. in a while. So, and it's tough. And then the last time I dropped in, I totally like overdid it. <laughs> and like, I had like run away, like over, like overheating. And I was just like, Oh God, this is actually <laughs> tough. I forgot how tough this is. The body weight stuff, though, is really effective. You know, a, a lot of people um, like during COVID were like, oh, I don't have a gym. And it's like, dude, 
I joined when I joined the military, we didn't have a gym. We went in basic yeah. training. And I put on 35 pounds in just like doing push-ups and sit-ups and oh, flutter kicks man. and pull-ups, yeah. you know, like it's just like it's not like you need a big like system, you know. Yeah, totally. It's just yeah. that setting aside the time. That's the, yeah. the number one thing is always the time. Yeah, it's the work, man. You have to do the work. That's the And when it's cold the in the morning and you're like, oh, God, I want to do this before I eat breakfast. But uh, like it's just that's the yeah. difference. That's the entire difference of of winners and losers. And most of the time yeah. I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I um, I I injured my shoulder a while back. And because of that, I I decided to stop working out because I just know whenever I go to the gym, instead of actually not working that shoulder, I would be like, oh, well, it's okay. I'll do this. And I knew I would just kind of string it on or string the injury along longer. And um, I don't know if that was the right decision looking back, but it it is what it is now. And I've just been trying to get that motivation to get back into the gym. And it is tough, man. It's tough to like change your schedule again. You know what I mean? You always are looking at your day thinking, I don't have enough time to add something else. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this and this and this, and like, what's more. And just like that total overwhelming feeling of like, how is this ever going to be possible? I just, or how did I do it? And it's always about like, it kind of, when you're on a roll, it's your identity. It's like, I can't live Mm -hmm. without this. I, this is what I do. And I remember times where I would, like, I had a normal job and I was writing three days a week. Like I would take like a lunch break, like I lived close enough when I worked at pots and pans, I could ride my bike home or like, or I went home for a ride and like did a ride for an hour and then like hopped in the shower and then came back to work kind of thing. Or it's like ultimate dedication. Like what the heck? I was just so obsessed. And it was like, this is who I am. This is what I do. I want to get faster and this is what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, um, it's interesting how, how that works out. You know, once you actually change your schedule to be something, then it's like, like you said, you, you don't even think about it. Like I know plenty of times where it'd be like, yeah, I want to squeeze in a ride and this is, we're going to go on vacation and the flight leaves at noon. I'm like, fuck it. I'm getting up at five 30 and I'm going to yeah. go like bang out this 20 mile road. That's, ride real quick. You know, that's like, something. Yes. That's yeah. like real dedication. I listened to uh, Cameron Haynes, you know, uh-huh. he's been on Rogan a bunch, the hunter guy. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. He's like the world-class bow hunter, like just yeah. out of this world and really, really interesting book. But <laughs> I, I stopped listening because he, he has a normal job. He works at like a sanitation plant still. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have no respect for you for having a regular job still. <laughs> Don't have a regular job. Get, the whole point is to not have a regular job. And he's like, I have to wake up at 4 a.m. and run 20, like he runs 20 miles a day. Cause it's like, he does like these marathon length things. He's a world-class athlete, spends all this time like doing the bow hunting stuff. And like, but I still go to my job at the sanitation plant. <laughs> it's like, what? You have a wife and kids, like yeah. <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, who knows, right? Some people just uh, they they have their their ultimate screw loose. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this year was it just this year you started your your park company trail one? Or was it last? So year? November it launched November last year. Yep. So uh, just about one year in. So I know when you first started the channel, you had always always had these ideas of, of 
you wanted to have some kind of sustainable business that you built yeah. out of it, aside from the video production stuff. And was was a part component company like was that in there then or was that uh did it just come about some other way you know it came about like it's it was because you know i'm not so obsessed about the gear that's the thing i'm always more mm -hmm. obsessed about the trails and the experiences and stuff like so for me to do it on my own to make components is like that would have never worked but since I partnered with Jeff from Worldwide Cyclery, he is that kind of obsessed person. He gets like all the diameters of this is why the grips are this wide and this is why they're this long and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then some of our other partners, like our designer, Colm O'Kane in Ireland, that like gets all the like the hardcore details. So it was very cool to like partner with these guys that get all that angle, all that stuff that I don't really get. And versus like, yes, these are great grips. And here's a story behind these grips. And we mm -hmm. donate a dollar to Kajabi mountain biking in Kenya because of these grips and they're named this because of this and all that kind of like the storytelling stuff was always like a great part of it of like, what could we do that could like tell a story and like have these, this story behind this brand that, everybody has these brands and these names of things, but who are these people and what do they do? And kind of being mm -hmm. able to elevate that as a story. And uh, yeah, bike components are a natural, especially when you can make them really good <laughs> They actually work mm -hmm. out and it's badass stuff. How's that process go for you? Like for the grips, for example, like, is that like you started out with, Hey, just make me a grip. Or was it like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. I like fat. Yeah. Or I like, you know, how does that go? Yeah. So we, that's what's great about like Jeff and Worldwide Cyclery. It's like they have 18 different grips in stock and they run all and like all the guys there and gals like run different stuff all the time. So they're like, okay, we really like this about the DMR death grip. We really like this about the o ODI pro, whatever. We really like this about the, the ESI. And we just kind of Frankenstein it all together of like, okay, this is a good width, but maybe let's make it thicker because we like that. And then, okay, move this down. What about these little knuckle pads and just being able to like do a brain dump like that and then give it to our, our designer engineer guy column. Uh, mm -hmm. and he like really does a great job and we say oh what about moving this or doing this and then we can do like 3d printed uh, prototypes and actually feel it and touch it and be like okay mm -hmm. this is good and then send it out to the factory and say okay let's get a sample and what is this and then then you actually see like oh this is kind of weird let's move this over here and fix that mm -hmm. and then off to the races of like, okay, let's do 10,000 of these grips and spend a yeah. uh, hundred grand on them and hopefully we'll sell a few. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I um I actually have a set of those those grips like right here behind me um yeah Mark, yeah yeah from from, from uh, Mark from uh, the segment sent them up to yeah me. and I nice. every time I keep being like oh yeah I'm gonna put those on my bike and then I forget so yeah one, maybe after today I'm I actually nice. have to put my bike back together I'm gonna throw them on there because I need some yeah grip once the old ones wear down then you yeah. pop some new ones on and I I love the grips I I'm stoked on them and people think they're kind of a little too thick kind of thing but then it's funny because all the comments we get is like when are you gonna have a thick grip it's like this is kind of a thicker grip like uh it's it's funny like how do you convey that with like nobody's taking out like a a measuring tape and being like oh 31 8 versus uh 36 oh. yeah yeah i actually do look at that uh that that size because i prefer thick grips and there's so many times that i've bought a grip that i was like oh man this this looks rad and then i get them and they're like super skinny so yeah. to me i'm like i definitely pay attention to that so that's one of the things that made me excited to try yours out yeah yeah um, yeah so I'm definitely right now. I just I had just put on a set of the PNW ones because they had came out with the thick ones yeah. a while back, 
and I've been meaning to try them and I um, forgot I had yours. Yes. <laughs> and they had that sale the other day. So I ordered some and so they're mm -hmm. on right now, but I am definitely ready to, to give those a, a run. I'm, I'm excited awesome. to try them out. What, um, what's your favorite product so far? I, I, the grips are my favorite product for sure. But like the stem, the different stems are awesome to have like three different stems of like a made in California stem is just like really, really cool. The Rockville stem and just the, the, I think with my new bike, I'm going to get something like kind of made up where it's like kind of anodized in a different color, like a one-off kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, hopefully uh, get it here soon to build up my new bike and stuff. But it's just That's neat to like, get in on the process and figure out different things. Cause you know, different things like a handlebar it's is a handlebar, but like at least mm -hmm. the grips, you can kind of change things and you can kind of like make it its own. And yeah. you know, we're a new brand. So it's not like we could put 5 million bucks into R and D and come up with a brand new novel thing. It's like right. everything starts like, okay, we can get this first base layer of like really good stuff. And then, Oh, make, make a little inter iterations and movements forward. And like specialized mm -hmm. started with like importing Italian pedals and stuff. So that's how everything starts is like just this first layer, then hopefully it builds up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about Jeff from worldwide earlier and right? he started selling water bottles on eBay, right? Yeah, totally. His whole thing was like get, having like takeoff parts and like racers, like would get like, be want to get rid of the parts, I think. And just like figured yeah. out how to become like a, a vendor and all that stuff. It's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's super, super interesting. Is there something that, um, you've thought about creating that you, I mean, Nate, not to say that you're like in the process of just something where yeah. you're like, man, someday I think this would be really rad to make. Like a good multi-tool kind of like all in one, like a frame strap with a multi-tool is like that comes with all the stuff too, that is like mm -hmm. very idiot proof would be so cool. But we've like tried and figured, okay, this, and what about this? And then this is too big. And then this strap is kind of weird. It's funny how like hard of a problem it is when you look at the market and it's like, oh yeah, they don't sell all that stuff together for some reason kind of yeah. thing. But that's just like, boom. Yeah. You buy this. When you get a new bike, you buy this and it's the one-stop shop versus like, wait, what do I need? Do I have to get this or do that? Or, and even coming yeah. up with some kind of novel thing where it, like goes on the seat post or goes somewhere where it's kind of all stealth and stuff. But that's yeah. we're we're always thinking and working on that stuff. We'll get samples. We'll try this. And it's like, this does, doesn't quite work. Yeah. Yeah. That multi-tool situation is pretty tough. I mean, unless you're Seth, apparently you can just build one out of. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but the thing that I always run into with the multi-tools that bothers me is if you get one that's like the right size, then you can, you always run into this bolt that you can't get to because like yours is too short or like when you try to turn it, now it's like bumping into something and you can't get it. To yeah. It's so. just such a half-ass thing. It's like, yep. When you're on the trail, this can get you kind of, sorta. And it's yeah. like, ah. I, I will say I used to be um, one of those guys that over carried in my yeah. mailbox and somewhere along the line long story short i ended up like downsizing all the way down to that one up edc pump with the tool yeah. inside of it and initially i really thought like oh god there's no way this is gonna work you know yeah. like, but that thing is really like all in all for if i was to say like a top 10 freaking christmas gift i think that thing is like yeah you have error you have 
I, I can't say like it's it's gotten me out of pretty much everything I needed to get out of. You, you know what I mean? It's just it's really yeah. really well rounded. So I don't know. That's yeah, just, it's awesome. Like that that was definitely a leap forward that everybody was talking yeah. about. Like oh man, that you could like bore it in your steer tube and like actually put the thing in and all that stuff. But that's different than have the pump. Like but. Yeah, yeah that's like magic like coming up with a product like that it's so cool because it's like such a it actually is cool to look at talk about and then it works on the trail it's like the total yeah, grand yeah. slam of a product yeah and i mean also like if you don't like maybe you carry the pump on one bike but on another bike you you just want it in the steer tube so you can just pop that yeah. piece out drop it in you're good you know so totally the modularity yeah yeah it's really i mean it the, the downside is you have to rebuy all these tools that you already have, right? You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, I already have a pump. I already have a multi-tool. And yeah. so you're in for like another, what, 150 bucks or something yeah, like that. Yeah. At the end of the day, I really, really enjoy the versatility. And just grab the pump, move it to my other bike. I'm good to go. Yes, you know? so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely definitely um, pretty handy that way. So um, outside of that, we were talking about, man, it just got cold in California all of a sudden, right? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Overnight. it seem like I looked, two weeks ago it was like a hundred degrees? It was like seventy-five <laughs> or something. Yeah, for sure. And like, uh, I was looking at my energy bill, and when my energy bill is only like sixty bucks, that's like kind of the perfect time of year. Because like during the summer, I don't have AC, but I have like a wall unit AC that I'll mm -hmm. run, and then the energy bill goes up to like one hundred and twenty. And then now with the winter, it'll go go up to one hundred and twenty. But it's like sixty is like you just know the temperature's been perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's that time of year. Um. With that though, we were talking about the snow up at, at uh, Everstoke. How, how's yeah? How, how's 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 how does that really affect what you guys' plans are? Are you pretty much like stopped dead for the winter? Or? No, because so far so good. I think Aaron's going up there today actually, and I was checking on the camera, and there was definitely snow last night or two nights ago, and it's almost all melted off. It go it comes and goes pretty quick, but if you remember, it, like when Eric came and we were building like his feature bcpov feature like that was in january and it was like snowing actively and it was like heavy and we were doing fine it was it was like kind of the craziest thing ever that it's like eh, we didn't get too wet it was comfortable if you have your the right clothing and you can still get stuff done for sure and now mm -hmm. it's like the trail we're we're in such a good spot with the trails like aaron has done such an amazing job with all the trails now it's still like more of like the Oh God, the $20,000 for the solar panel system or whatever. And to like build a shack to hold the solar panel stuff is like, mm -hmm. just like totally a, a, a cloud hanging over me right now where it's like, how am I going to figure this out? And like get the money and get this done. Cause you got to have better, we have decent power, but we got to have like, like lockdown power so we can get water out of the well anytime mm -hmm. and pump you know for toilets and just like keep stuff from freezing and all this other stuff that mm -hmm. is a long-term prod project set a set aside a, a, a dollar a month and i'll eventually save up well i think the original i mean the, the 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 big one that you guys had initially was the kind of the septic system right yeah and that's that kind of that's it's all been approved and good to go so like we'll be able to put a real toilet in. We just got to get more plumbing and water. We got water so we can get the plumbing and all that stuff going. It's just like burying the pipes enough to not freeze, to go from the well to the area where there would be a toilet and all this stuff. So mm -hmm. lots of, lots of logistical stuff, but that was a huge thing to get that all permitted and approved and like good to go is like huge. 
how far do you think you are from actually having your your like little yurt situation or your glamping tent kind yeah, of yeah oh man it just there's so many x factors it's all money if we mm-hmm. had the money to do it tomorrow like boom 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 you get the going but like to be like just to be able to like scrape by and be like okay we've got enough for this and got enough for this but We'll see. We got uh, Aaron's in the process of like getting a tiny house built. So like that is like a huge thing. We can park that thing out there. Maybe it can make a couple hundred bucks a night. We will see like if what people mm-hmm. think. But uh, that's a huge game changer to like actually have income coming in. And then, okay, we can do this and do that. So, yeah, yeah it's so why didn't many you guys, layers. Why didn't you guys like, like, I know you have, let's just say you have 10 sites on there, right? Why didn't you yeah. just like kind of clear them out? and make some like level spot and a picnic table and just let people go like rent it to camp or something. Yeah. And we, we do have that, but it's more like, then you're a campground and then it's like, it's a whole different thing with the County. And like, it's like, it's just definitely not, uh, mm-hmm. a, a like proper thing where it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, you're a campground now. Why aren't you zoned as a campground? This is a commercial business. It's like, it goes out of control versus like the Airbnb thing is this like grandfathered in kind of like everybody knows that like, Oh, it's a house. It's an Airbnb. You can have this many, your, you know, your land is this big and you can have this many units uh... and that kind of thing versus like the, it's like, I've looked into all the, like the details and all that stuff. And it's like Plumas County is pretty easy going and stuff, but it's just like, they're just going to show up one day and be like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> so we, we want to do it above board as much as we can. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, so, so the tiny house thing though, that's kind of a good idea. I mean, will they just it's, be like a bedroom or will it be like a little kitchenette kind of thing too? Or no, I think, think it'll be kind of a full on bedroom with like a, a kitchen and kind of thing. And we'll see once it, uh, once it shows up kind yeah. of thing. But, uh, that it's and that's magical too because you're like safe and sound like if it's snowing you can go there in the snow yeah. and go enjoy everstoke and like it's just such a magical place it's we just have to get more people up there and experiencing it and spending the night there and being like oh wow okay this is it and especially riding the trails now that the trails are are very doing very very well and everything's like getting more and more bedded in and it's just so yeah. cool I heard Aaron's actually building a climbable climbing trail. So <laughs> <laughs> for the mere mortals. Last on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I always uh always like to tease him about how steep his climbs are. So <laughs> we did this trail together and there's one section that he like punched in. Yeah. That is just super steep. And every time <laughs> my whole group of friends, we turn that corner and we're like, God damn. <laughs> so I know how to like decipher his his like mountainese when yeah. he's like oh yeah that one that one's a that, that one would get you, a, a, tough you know, one. Breathe a little hard i'm like that one means i'd be walking <laughs> yeah totally yeah. yeah he was like man i finally cleared the whole thing from the bottom to the top it's like a year yeah. later kind of thing yeah exactly i You're cleaned like, it Dude, <laughs> if that's the case you need to fix it <laughs> <laughs> But it, no, it looks everything that he's done up there just looks amazing. I I, I really was um, just having a conversation the other day with one of our mutual friends, and I, I feel bad that I didn't get a chance to get up there this summer. But yeah, who knows? You know, there's still apparently you can still do it in the winter, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll for that. sure. It's that that's the thing. If it, all of a sudden like the temperature is just fine and it's dry, like if it's not raining. Like next week, it'll be beautiful up there. That like yeah. I don't know if it is. I haven't looked at yeah. the yeah, the, yeah, the forecast or whatever. But it's like boom. There's 
moisture in the ground and like it's beautiful it's just really cold at night that's kind of the big yeah. thing it's like if you come up you gotta you gotta bring your uh long underwear for sure yeah and now we can have fires because it's like kind of like fire season's over and like that kind of thing right. so it's kind of it's kind of a magical time if everything lines up yeah i know that's that's like a super fun time you know because then um i don't know something about being having a fire it's super fun so yeah it's so cool the thing that you uh, mentioned a minute ago about the riding there is like even outside of, of what you have on Everstoke itself, it is like, honestly, every time I go up in that area and ride, I think to myself, man, you guys just nailed it on the location of where you're at. Like it is my lights. So like it, it really is like, I, I don't think that you could have like really got a better placement. I mean, right there in, in Grey Eagle, where you're at, um, Mills Peak, in my opinion, is more fun than Downingville. And you're like super close to Downingville, so you can real easily, you know, get over there and shuttle, you know, be right at the top of the hill. You can catch a shuttle back up to your car later instead of having to drive all the way down to the bottom. And then on top of that, you have Mount Huff there, the other direction. Yeah. And the trails that they're building in the Mount Huff area. I was talking to the guy over at Yuba, Yuba Expedition. Yuba, is that Yuba? Yeah. yeah. They they have like a boatload of stuff that's just like on the, you know, in the, within the next couple of years is going to be done. It, it's it absolutely crazy. Because like even, yeah. and then, you know, there's Huff, there's uh, Mills Peak. And then, you know, Sarah and I did a ride that was, uh, it wasn't Mount Elwell, but it was like Jameson Creek. And that's right there too. It's just in that like Lake space and gold or yeah, Lake space and area. There's like five really good rides right now. Like, yeah, drive to Downeyville. Yeah. It's only an hour to the bottom of Downeyville. Take the shuttle. You could go to the top of Downeyville and like mess around like that, but probably mm -hmm. not advised kind of thing. But then they're just building, like you said, there's like 70 or something miles of single track that are approved and like shovel ready. And anytime you check the, uh, Sierra Buttes Trail Stewardship Instagram. It's like, oh, we just did this new trail. And then there's this new trail. There's one called Beckworth Peak that we're mm -hmm. very interested in because it's like 10 minutes behind, like towards Portola, behind mm -hmm. Gray Eagle. And it's like, oh, is this thing open now? Is this awesome? Another awesome ride. And there's a uh, Penman Peak, which is right above us. And according to their maps, it looks like they're going to route the trail like right behind Everstoke because it's like mm -hmm. the National Forest is right there. So there's going to be a lot every year. I think there's just going to be more and more amazing yeah. trails and riding. So it's like, it's all on us to like, tell that story. Like, Hey, we have this place. You can come stay and do all these amazing rides. It's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that one that you did with your wife and it looked really good. And that area is just, it's beautiful back there. I did so beautiful. Well like a couple of weeks the, ago. The, yeah. <sighs> Dude, the drone footage that I have from that ride, it's just like, this is freaking amazing. So cool. Even that fire road actually... climb, because I think it's the same dirt road, like for Elwell and for uh, the one I did, I think. But it's just beautiful. It's like just amazing. I think you can drive that road that you're talking about. You can drive yeah. up. Because some, when totally. we did a ride from Downeyville over towards kind of that area that you were in. And mm -hmm. uh somebody was telling me, Oh, you could drive up here and then make your way over to LL. So you could actually do like a shuttle. I mean, it's totally. still like, like, first of all, let's be real here to get to the top of Mount LL is going to be a suffer fest. Like there's no other. Yeah. Suffer fest. 
doesn't matter if you shuttle or you actually go totally. like but um but that ride from Elwell down to Gray Eagle was yeah. super fun like really yep, and I still fun. haven't done it that's like crazy I still haven't done it I've seen it like I've had it on my list forever and oh but yeah like so, some of the road stuff like we saw some like crazy four-wheel drivers going up like some of the even higher stuff but you can I think you could get pretty high up with like a normal vehicle and do a little shuttle and Oh, the dream of the Tesla self-driving shuttle that needs to happen. Right. Yeah, we we parked over there off of the that road that goes to Mills Peak and we climbed yeah. up that side and it was oh, really like, yeah, okay. It was more hike a bike than it was climb. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh and and that I had some pretty fit guys with me and we were all like it, it was a struggle bus to get up there. But Suffering. I think there's some other wow. route. I think there's some other routes that you could actually pedal like the way that you're saying. Yeah. And then I think there's also another one that's like a little different from the way where we went, but close that you could pedal a little yeah. more, but either way, man, there's some definite, like amazing riding over there. And uh, I think in Huff, they have a second line that they should have yeah. done by next season. That I, I was reading about that too. Yeah. And I think it might actually be open now. Cause I thought I read something recently about, cause it's like some other thing, but then it kind of like feels like a dead end, but it's not. So I, I just yeah. like looking at trail forks all the time. So I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. They got this thing now. I think the bottom half is done, but I think the top half, they still have to finish. Uh, okay. But to me, like I could be wrong. I, I, I thought that's yeah. what the conversation was, but I, I really enjoy Huff, but I, I, have a hard time doing it twice in one day the second time yeah. I, I kind of get bored you know because it's yep. just so yep. fast and pretty much straight not a lot of tech totally. but if they have two lines up there then then it would be like exactly oh, okay. that's really it's a game changer funny. it's yeah, funny yeah. how like those little things if you can just change or tweak one little thing it's like oh yeah we do this one first then we do that and like yeah. i remember the first time i did I don't know if it was the first time I did Mills and Huff, but I did it in the same day. And it was just yeah. like such a fun day because it's yeah. like, oh, wow, Mills Peak, that's so cool. But it was kind of over fast. And, and, but it's really, really good. And then we drove up and did Mount Huff. And I was like, wow, this is like blowing my mind. So it was like yeah. kind of the moment, the way you, the way you serve the hors d'oeuvres and the appetizers and the, the main course yeah. are a huge part of how it feels. Semi Sendy was out and he was visiting in Downeyville. And I was like, hey, man, let's get together and ride. And he had a day to, to break off with me. And I took him over. We did Huff first and then went to Mills Peak. Yeah. And then we did a couple of laps on Mills. And it was it was a really good day. It was really yeah, fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it, we were hoping to be able to make it over to to Everstoke the same day. But by the time we got yeah. down to Mills, we like ran out of light. It was like, okay, yeah. well, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. Lock so, it up. Yeah, yeah. So, um your channel has changed a lot over the years. I initially like you were doing all this like local stuff until you had, you know, the money to really start traveling. And then it was kind of real international and then a lot of van stuff. Where do you see, you know, 2023, how's that going to shake out? Oh man, I'm, I'm finally going to try to travel again now that things are calmed down with the old mm-hmm. vid and everything. But yeah, I really think it's just kind of the same formula forever. It's just, ride mm-hmm. the best trails in the world go find the best stuff and when i was landlocked to the usa for the past couple of years i made it made it work and now i've got my eyes on 
quite a few different international trips and I'm still like, oh God, is it actually going to happen? Or is something going to get canceled or something mm -hmm. going to happen? Which I never had that reservation at all before of like, what if I got hurt? Oh, what if I did this? It's like, nope, it's yeah. fine. It's all going to work. Yeah. So um, you, you, you've done a bunch of trips for your subscribers in the past as well. Yeah. And, um, I've always seen, you know, some of the ones that are like Moab or things of that nature. I'm always like, man, I, I guess for me, because I'm close enough that I could drive, I look at it, I'm like, man, 2,500 bucks to go. Like, yeah. I could, I could just drive there myself and use trail forks or whatever. And um, with that being said, though, you posted a Peru trip the other day yeah. that I was like, oh my God this is worth every freaking penny. Like, yeah, totally. Like, so is that something you've done before or? No, is that no, I'm, I'm, it, so it's a uh, wandering wheels. Who's uh, Matt Yaki from Revelstoke. And I took his Revelstoke trip years ago and that was so mm -hmm. cool. And uh, he went down last year, scouted it out and he was like, okay, this is good enough to actually turn into a trip. And however, I think he just, you know, finds good local guides and then finds hotels. It's like quite a logistical nightmare of like what you would have mm -hmm. to do if you wanted to do it yourself. And he takes, mm -hmm. takes, you know, probably goes down there for a month and vets trails and vets people and vets hotels and then puts it all together. And then it's like, boom, okay, we got the package deal. Just got to get yourself and your bike down to Cusco and that's yeah. it. So it's pretty, pretty dang good. And I'm 100% not, I wasn't trying to like say that, you know, the Moab trip is not worth the money. It, it, I, I was just trying to say like for me no, personally, I, you, yeah, you know what I mean? I, like, I get that for sure. Because it's like, th there's always that approach of like, oh, what the heck? I could just go park in front of a Walmart and stay for like yeah, for free. Yeah. Like there, yeah. there's like always levels and strata of that versus like, yeah. well, we're actually staying at like really nice hotels and getting yeah. meals all day, every day. And you meet all these different people and you get to hang out. Yeah. But it's like, of course, there's definitely, everyone has a tolerance for like, what? I wouldn't pay five bucks for that. But it's like, oh, I pay 5,000 for that kind of thing. Right. That's just always the moving uh, stick for sure. I did not take okay. offense at all. Okay, great, great. I'm glad. <laughs> did, when is when is the Peru trip? Are you all booked up? Uh, January 9th, I believe is when it starts. And I, I think there's still spots. I, he said like, we only need like four people to go to make it worth his while. So it's like, it's, I think we're on for sure, but yeah. like it can, I think it can probably go up to maybe 12 people or something. So how, how much check was it? it out? Uh, I'd have to look cause it's, it I, 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 I remember that. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the Canadian and U S is like kind of off. It's either uh, parody yeah. or like way higher. So it's like, it might be 3000 Canadian, which means 2,500 bucks U S or something yeah, like that. Something like that. But I, I remember all in my head, it was like 2,500 to three grand, something like Reasonable, that. Reasonable, yeah, of like, yeah, okay, 12 days. Yeah, exactly. And like, there's, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's, yeah. I think it's ninth through the 20th. So yeah, maybe like eight days of riding with yeah, 10 yeah. days of the trip and like one rest yeah. day and all the, uh, you know, all that stuff. Check out no, the, but I mean, the links like, somewhere. That, that's legitimate. I mean, that's a, that's a really good price. I mean, there's, I mean, if you go on Expedia and try to find like a vacation for a week, pretty much anywhere. Yes. You're probably going to be around that price. You, you know what I mean? Like totally. if you're staying in a hotel and let's just call it all inclusive because your meals are included with that. And you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Definitely. And yeah. it's, it's just, that is the, the benefit. Like there's not many deals left in this world, I would say, but like yeah. going to Spain and like going to South American countries, like there's still deals to be had some way, somehow. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one that, man, I'm, I'm still trying to debate whether or not I pull the trigger on it. I'm, I'm glad to hear that there's still some spots. I Maybe think I there still are some spots. <laughs> Shouldn't have talked yeah. about it on the podcast. Um, yep. But no, definitely any of you guys that are listening that are interested, I mean, honestly, just swing by. Um, is it on your it's site? Like my or just my YouTube site? community page is probably the yeah. best place to like yeah. find it. I bet even if you Google BKXC Peru or just like Wandering Wheels Peru, yeah. like it'll come up. But yeah, it's a little more uh, yeah. tough to find because I didn't do like any official like posts right, or right. But the images alone, you're like, oh my god! Like, yeah, I, you, and you look at that picture, and you can picture yourself like, yes, that'd be exactly. Me. The, the trail, <laughs> and there we're gonna do like the Inca Avalanche Trail, which is like one of those like you know mountain of death type races where they start yeah. everyone up super high. And like I just saw Killian Braun posted a YouTube video of like the Inca Avalanche, but it's just a trail, but it's just like a super long trail that like yeah traverses through different stuff. So I think we're going to do that. And uh, if you look at the itinerary, you can like Google and trail forks almost every day and see in trail forks. that It's like, Oh my God, we're going to do this 3000 foot descent and then this mm -hmm. one and then this one. So it's, it's going to be very good. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It sounds amazing. It just, uh, man, it's just, Oh God, that, that was, I I'm really, really, uh, excited to see some video from it at least if i don't yeah. get, get the chance to make it happen but that um that just looks wild so it with with that i guess in mind we can talk about international travel with your bike and uh mm -hmm. i did a trip to jamaica this summer and rode oh, down cool. there and I definitely got a taste of what Brian goes through we're <laughs> <laughs> visiting these different countries um, oh man to, to to one of one of my problems that I ran into was while I was tightening my stem, I snapped one of the bolts. Oh man! And and there is not a bike shop on Jamaica at all. Like you know, like so totally. the situation was either don't do this ride or ride it with three bolts. You yeah. know, and uh, fortunately it wasn't something else. Um, have you run into something like that where it like almost just ruined your trip I'm trying or? to think so like that's what's like good about doing the guided trips where it's like yeah. you have a guide you have they've experienced a thousand things and they have some extra parts and now yeah. it's like at least SRAM Eagle is pretty standardized where mm -hmm. almost everybody has Eagle where back some of my first trips like it was all still hodgepodge so now it's like there's enough crazy people on these trips that actually bring a spare everything. So you're like, Hey yeah. man, can I use your extra this or, or the, the guides will have extra this or extra that. So like that works good, but Oh man, it's so demoralizing to be like, Oh God, I'm here and there's nothing available. What the hell am I going to do when I was in yeah. Australia and um, I had my bike on the back of this dinky ass bike rack and it fell over and it drugged the handlebars. And at least oh, we were no. able to get to a bike shop and get new handlebars, get new grips and stuff. But, Oh, if that happens anywhere else. You're just like, Oh, we're screwed. So our shuttle vehicle in Jamaica was a taxi cab. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of interesting uh, situations have you found yourself? like? Yeah, that? Nothing too. I'm trying to think of like different trucks and different random stuff like that. But it'd be fun to like put it on a donkey and go ride a donkey back to the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be quite the uh, the epic adventure there, right? Oh man, what was what was Australia like? 
that was pretty good. It was pretty cool. To, Tasmania is somewhere I want to get back to. I'd love to get back mm-hmm. to, and within the next next few months because that's summer there now. And uh, they've built so much more and it's like become like a fully full on recognized like worldwide tourism mountain biking destination the blue derby area and then a bunch of other bunch of other places in tasmania like kind of caught on and be like oh wow this is actually working let's build these trails and stuff so but australia was cool it's like actually saw kangaroos like on the trail you know like they're just supposed to be like the dumbest animals much like deer where they just don't know to move or like it's just kind of and they're like almost as big as deer but they're you know, standing up on their two feet. So it's very bizarre to see them in real life and be like, oh, it's just a deer, but it just kind of hops around. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where it just seems so like abstract to, to an American to see like, yeah. it's basically like a huge bunny rabbit, right? You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like a light, like a man sized bunny yep, rabbit. Just you know? eats grass. It's like yeah, how yeah. It, it, these things get giant muscles from just eating grass like horses. When they like box too, like they'll they'll yeah like go back up on their up. their tail, like they go yeah. on their tail and then they hit their back feet and they'll like slash your stomach open or something. Like, oh, yeah, not good. I I don't know if it was you I told this story to before, but my mom had some friend that they were there on some kind of trip. They had like this, this jeep that they rented, and they ran into one out in the out in the outback, and they like knocked yeah. it out, and they were all drinking. Bush. And they put their jacket on him because they thought it would be funny. And they were like taking pictures of this kangaroo with the jacket on. And because they thought it was dead. And the thing woke up and ran away. And the the jacket had the keys to the Jeep in it. Oh, no. No. That's too much. They learned a lesson there. So. Oi, the ra- uh, kangaroo, the roo, roo just went off with the keys. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Don't dress the kangaroos <laughs> if you run into one. That's that's the moral of the story. Oh man. Or at so least make sure it's dead. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> your uh your your wife finished college. So she she back out in California with you now? Yeah, yeah. She just got a job with NICA, which is very cool. The National Interscholastic Cycling Association. So like basically high school mountain biking and uh she's gonna she's doing grant manager and she's like getting grants from all over the country to try to fund nika and fund these programs for kids to get on mountain bikes and it's high school and uh middle school it's kind of increasing its reach every year more kids more uh races and that kind of stuff and it's basically what she wanted to do from before she went back to school like when she quit her job in consulting and like okay i want to go back you know back to school get a master's in nonprofit management thing and then hopefully end up with Nika and she made it work. She made it all come true. It's very cool. That's awesome, man. It's really cool when you, you have a goal and you get to like see it come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's always ups and downs in, in between where it's like, Oh, it didn't work out. Oh, this, uh, it's not going to happen. Then all of a sudden it kind of comes back and it did happen. And it's like it, that the whole journey along the way. And then you look back, you feel like, Oh, it was so hard. And then it's just a blink of an eye of just up. Oh, it's done moving on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> with, your, with, with your journey. Um, would you have thought, you know, six years from from posting on MTBR that you'd be sitting where you're at right now? Uh, yeah, I think that was kind of the cool thing of knowing that when I first started doing the videos that people actually were watching them and they would get a thousand views or two thousand views, which even now is quite a bit. 
of like, mm -hmm. okay, there's something there between, you know, 50 views and 200 views and like 2000, it's like, okay, there's something there where there, that's enough for people to share it and to see it and to know that something's going on. So just having that momentum where it like actually, oh, now the videos are getting 10,000 views. Oh, now they're getting 20,000 views. Like there was definitely something there where it was like, okay, I, I can't imagine it because I'm putting in the work and because it's actually working that it's like everything else is like, okay, that's, that's going to work. Mm -hmm. How do you um, keep yourself from burning out? Because like with YouTube, it's uh, it's definitely, it's an engine that'll like, it'll take all your gas. You know what I mean? If, if you let it. Totally. You know? Yeah, it's, it's funny because I've always heard, like I remember hearing that the definition of burnout is like you're putting in this effort, but your reward is less. So mm -hmm. it's like I've, over this whole journey, I put in a ton of effort, but the reward has always been pretty good. Like I, I've always been able to get more out of it than I put in, I think. And that has been so fantastic until earlier this year where I did, a, I had a whole string of videos that just performed terribly. And it was like, oh God, what the hell's going on? What is this even going to work anymore? Like what, because it doesn't matter. 500,000 subscribers. It's great. Like that and eight bucks will get you a Starbucks coffee. Like it just doesn't, put food on the table of the actual putting the videos out and getting views and getting people interested is like the whole thing. So like I had like a crazy streak of like, you know, 25,000 views, which is just like terrible, like income terrible. And then I'm sure if I look back at these, those videos, they're probably all over 50,000 views now or whatever, but it's like just total existential crisis of like, is, is what I'm doing working or is this not working? I, what, what am I doing? I'm just doing the same thing I've always done and it always worked and now it's not. So that that's when kind of the first crisis I ever had with my channel was this mm -hmm. year, basically of like, Oh God, is this going to, this going to even work out? So I think a good, like a part of being a good creator is being honest with yourself. What do you think the reason was that they weren't performing? I mean, it's always, it's always about the videos being good or not. And yeah. that's just always it, the thumbnail and the title. But it's like, I, I still go back to some of those videos and they're good in my eyes. Like I don't see the difference and we all want to blame the YouTube algorithm, the big yeah. bad, <laughs> like that's, it was all the YouTube algorithm, you know? But if, yeah, it's, it's funny when you make like two videos a week or three videos a week or five videos a week, it, it becomes a little more disposable versus what's going to happen. What's the next story. And like the 50 state shred was kind of the perfect year long storyline. Is he going to do it? What's the next state that he's going to do? And like mm -hmm. that just gets that momentum and that, that energy up so much of like, Oh, what's, what's going to happen kind of thing mm -hmm. versus like, Oh yeah, he just posted this video. I see the thumbnail. Uh, but then like you watch the video and all this crazy, interesting stuff happens that moves the story along. But like, you didn't realize that from the thumbnail, it just felt like another, mm -hmm. you know, another BKXC video. So you feel like it's better to have like a theme for your, 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 yeah, if you like where your the, channel is going. Totally. In the big scheme of things, I think if you only did like, it's very arbitrary to do two videos a week or one video a week or whatever, like if I had the balls, it would basically be like, I would do everything would be like a series or like everything would mm -hmm. have like a, a buildup of like, Oh, okay. This is like me and Alex doing the redemption, like road trip. And just all six of those videos would come out one day after another. And that would be that big spurt of like six days in a row. And like, Oh, the fever and the, like all the anticipation would lead up to that 
series mm -hmm. and then boom you go away for a couple months or something just like television they you know they they put out their episodes uh, and they go away for a little while yeah. and then they put out their episodes and they go away for a little while where where we've kind of just created this world for ourselves where it's like oh nope we do once a week twice a week whatever it is and just keep on the treadmill versus like kind of coming up with a concept and doing it the best you can and then boom like kind of this is actually really matters this is really explosive and awesome do you think you could see yourself getting there where your like release schedule becomes once every three months but every three months they get 10 videos of some like epic it, thing? It, it would be pretty cool it would be pretty cool to do something like that but like it just you you would basically go without and those videos you know those yeah. months before and it's like is that actually worth it to like spend three months with very little income and then th does that make up for it and it's kind of yeah. a the balance of power like i did my Oak Ridge series, I put all the videos in one video and did like a 90 minute video. And I don't know what the videos at view wise, but like basically if at a bare minimum, I had four videos that probably would have got 40,000 views each. So until mm -hmm. that video hits 160,000 views, it like hasn't done anything <laughs> basically mm -hmm. like in the math of things, but longer videos always do better. Like if you look at any of the videos on my channel that are over an hour, I think they all have 100,000 views. So YouTube just really? loves throwing long videos at people. And so I'll experiment like, okay, let's smash these all together and kind of see what happens. And mm -hmm. if people actually continue to watch a long video all the way through, it does reward you with the ads and stuff, but it's a, yeah. such a funny game. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a gamble to like do what you're saying. Like you would have to, like you're, you're banking that these, let's just say that situation I just said, those 10 videos are just gonna like, yeah, like kill it. You know, and if they don't, you you just like exactly back three months. You know, like, totally because like, it's always a, a promise. You You're know, making yeah. this promise to people of like, oh, this is going to be good, and if the promise doesn't fulfill, it's like, uh, you kind of you lose them. And I think we all have YouTubers that we watched, and kind of you yeah. fade away. You're like, ah, eh, I'm not really interested with Casey Neistat's doing anymore. He is doing videos again. Like I I like that guy. Like he meant so much to me, but I'm not in the mood to like hop in and kind of see what's the story now and like what what like it just doesn't tickle you as much as my yeah. diy shower remodel videos do now i'm like oh wow this is awesome. i can't wait to see what happens next it's a fickle I've, world that's that's yeah. the whole thing about tv and entertainment it's a fickle world these shows I'm, like am i has my show lasted longer than seinfeld now you know it's like it's it sh nothing should last that long. <laughs> Stuff yeah. comes and goes, you get canceled, you get fired and entertainment's just so weird that way. I've noticed with like, um, like Alex, for example, um, I really like Alex. I've always enjoyed his videos, but he's definitely gone through a period of time where he has been very sporadic in his, in his creative. And totally. um, I noticed that even when he starts ramping back up, that it takes me a while to actually start clicking on his videos again. Even yeah. if that first one is a, a good one, let's just say. It might it's be like three a, videos until I'm like intrigued. Okay, I'll get like, back and in, invested yeah. into this and like, yeah. okay, are we actually in it again? Yeah. There, There's definitely some psychology with that for sure. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna pull the rug out from under me again, are you? Like, I want it, like, yeah. I, we're, we're in this together kind of thing. I don't even know if it's like fear of the rug being pulled out. I feel like what it is is that the, the one thing that you can definitely say about somebody being consistent on their releasing stuff is that you, you, you feel this like kinship with them, this like 
like you're going through these things with them and you're following them. And as with anything, like if it's out of sight for a while, you start losing that feeling, you know, it's like, it's like when you don't see a good friend, like, like say you do a road trip with a buddy. Right. And when you get back, you're like, you're still texting each other like every like totally. hour, or two days or every day. And then it goes to like two weeks. And then it's like back yep. to like, hey, every six months. Hey, what's up, dude? You know, but totally. um, and, and I feel like it's kind of that situation where that is the plus side to the continual release is that you keep people engaged in basically like because YouTube is your story. Right. It's yeah. like your whole story of your life, you, you know, or totally whatever it is that you're doing. And, and um we, we don't, I don't feel like we have the same ability to be able to like Netflix it and release like 12 episodes and see you next year. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Unless, yeah, I think some, you could pull it off, but yeah, I, I think you're right. And then even more so that like, if, if someone's like struggling or going through something, you want to know even more, like you're more intrigued of like, what's, what's happening. Like where like, and you want to hear the story. And like, we we're, we're living our lives on this platform to like, Hey, here's my dirty laundry kind of thing. So it even like hinders it even more of like, wait, you've been gone, but now what is the, what's going on kind of thing of like, okay, everything's normal. Okay. That's good too. But Mm -hmm. there's so many angles of like the live, live by the sword, die by the sword of YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you, um, do you feel like, like your videos get redundant to you and like your editing process and like, Hey, I'm doing the, I'm doing the same video. I'm just in a different location. Like, how do you make it feel different to you? It's funny because I, that is like kind of the magic of sometimes a longer video editing is like, Oh my God, I gotta take a break. But if it's good, the, I am like, I'm so lucky that if it's a great ride while I'm riding, it's novelty, it's fun. Like that brings out the great energy. And then when I'm editing it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm remembering that. So I think whatever it is for me to actually not get burned out on that whole process is fantastic because Mm -hmm. I just know it's like, oh wow, this is good. This is like, this scenery is awesome. This, oh, this thing when I crashed or this happened Mm -hmm. that I can kind of not be like, oh, I don't want to touch this ever again. Like, give me a break. Like I couldn't edit for another second. There's actually mm-hmm. some some good creative energy and juices on doing the rides and then actually editing the video where it's not like a big pain in the butt, like where it's like, oh. So I'm very mm-hmm. lucky in that sense where it's like, it doesn't, It they always feel different. They always feel like it's a new adventure. And it's like, I'm mm-hmm. always happy. Like, this is good. In your creative process, do you try to go on your trip and then immediately edit, or do you come back to that footage like oh, three man. months later? The the best thing you can possibly do is edit it immediately because I've got I, I just did a, a road trip with Alexander and so I've got like these videos and I've got two of them edited and then one that I've kind of forgotten about. It's like oh god, I need to get back in and edit this video because I think the longer you go away from it, the more it becomes like homework and the more it becomes like mm-hmm. a, a thing hanging over your head. So it yeah. the best the quickest I've ever edited is like that night, which yeah. is unheard of where it's like, how did I edit this whole video the night after I rode because I had to, or something like that, where it just yeah. goes so much quicker and better when you're the sooner you get to it. I feel like creatively, I truly, truly prefer to do it as soon as I can afterwards. And like you said a min- minute ago, whenever I have a bunch of stuff sitting in the tank, it really sucks the freaking wind out. Of my yeah. head. Like I, I am um, like you're right like now playing a video a, game or going trick or treating yeah. with your kids. And you're just, it's just, you're thinking about it in the back of your head. Yeah. Like, Oh 
God, I like right now, that. I have a handful of videos. Just it just didn't work out for me to to edit as much as I wanted to this summer. So I have a lot of like really really fun rides to edit through. But you know, after it's been a couple months, you almost have to watch the whole thing again just yep, to figure exactly. out like you don't really remember like. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that funny comment that I made running down this hill or I don't yeah. remember. You know what I mean? You, you try to like yeah. skim through it, but sometimes you miss things or um, so. And and then also it's just it's just more exciting when you're like you remember it all and you're like, definitely yeah, it's, it's this with Alex or whatever, you know? Yeah, there's some synergy there for sure that makes it way easier and way more engaging and like, boom, I got this done. Awesome. On to the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. um there, what, do, do you have some advice for people that are maybe considering to start a channel, like how they how they should creatively kind of set themselves up? Man, it, if you have good ideas and entertaining ideas and you can tell entertaining stories, then definitely start a channel, do it, entertain people. There's still there's still plenty of room out there for different types of storytelling and different types of adventures and making people feel something is always what it's mm -hmm. about, whether it's like educating or entertaining or scaring or whatever it is. There's, there's definitely so much room out there, but it just, you have to be self-aware enough to be like, okay, is this good? Uh, I don't know. Put it out there and see if it's good or That's not. That's the hardest part. I mean, even what you said earlier when you were talking about your videos that didn't do too well. And I mean, I think all of us as creators, it's really hard to like cynically look at your own creation and be like, no, this sucks. You, you yeah. know, like, and, yeah, because you have to have that level of like narcissism just enough that is like, I can do this, I've got this, versus, oh, this is the best thing ever. People are going to love this. And you're totally, completely unself aware of like, no, it's not that great. But you have to have like a little bit to be like, yeah, okay, this, this is good. Instead of like, oh, this sucks. No one's ever going to watch this, which you have to be in like the weird, sweet spot. Well, even yeah. if you're not in the weird sweet spot, you just keep putting stuff out forever and it'll be out there and you'll have videos and stuff or you, you're, you're lower below that. And then you never do any videos when you could have actually done something and had some cool stuff out there. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, I think it was, um, um, boost master that said on one of his videos when I was first thinking about starting a channel where he was like, the number one thing is just start. You know, yeah. like actually just, just start. You know? Yeah, you can research all the cameras and you can spend all the money and then just have all the gear and just yeah. never, it never, nothing ever happens versus, okay, getting my phone out, doing it, talking, yeah. putting the camera out, having an idea, a thumbnail, a title first. And then, yeah. okay, what, what can, how can I build a story around this? Learning how to edit is really difficult, but I think one of the things that's really hard for people is like harder than editing is getting comfortable with the camera. Oh yeah. And your yeah. own voice and like talking to the camera and like all that stuff. Definitely. It takes a hundred times of like, not just a hundred times doing it, but a hundred times like having steak, like this is going out there. People are going to see this. Like, you, I don't yeah. know if you can really just talk to your camera in your bedroom and it, makes you but man, maybe it would make you better but like i had all those videos of my audiobook reviews and i had the wi-fi garden of my other chant like where i did maybe 25 other videos where mm -hmm. i was talking to the camera and i remember the first couple of times just being petrified like looking into the lens and just feeling that like kind of uh, public speaking thing where now it's like mm -hmm. Yeah, people see it. Yeah, a bunch of people are going to see this i don't i hope i don't have any boogers in my nose but yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter <laughs> Yeah, the one that that is like 
and I'm, I, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm not uh, a person that's very shy, but definitely, um, there's still moments like walking through an airport with a camera in front of you talking to oh, it. Like, brutal, like, you know, you're like, brutal. somebody's looking at me like I'm a freaking oh, idiot right now. It's so <laughs> yeah. tough. And when you get those shots, they actually do end up looking kind of cool. But like it, yeah. even today, it's like my life depends on doing that stuff. And I'm still like, oh, <laughs> let me hide in my van and do my talking thing. So yeah, it's yeah. The, in a world where shame has completely evaporated, uh, there's, I still have it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the uh, the people in the comments here, Steve Y, actually, good good buddy, and first guy that ever went on a ride with me from a subscriber. He says, yeah. every time I hear my own voice on video, a small piece of me dies. Oh, and, uh, man. I remember I, being I, a kid, recording yeah. like something for the first time and then playing it back and be like, "Where's there's no bass. In, I hear bass yeah. in my voice. There's nothing. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Hey, guys. Yeah, I think that's one of those things, though, that like I've heard a lot of uh, YouTubers say when they're starting that they really don't like the sound of their own voice. I I think Aaron was one like even when he first started because he didn't talk in his videos at all. Initially. Yeah. Funny side totally. story for those of you that weren't there. Brian was we were Brian was at the biker camp that I had up in Downeyville and we were standing there. We were doing the Jeopardy show. And we're talking about some other YouTubers and I start talking about this guy. I'm like, yeah, I watch this dude's videos and he rides really interesting places, but he doesn't really like talk at all. And I'm like going on and on about it. And this dude that's sitting in this chair over next to this tree, like kind of raises his hand up and he's like, I think um, you're talking about me. <laughs> that, was, that was Aaron. That was how I met Aaron for the first time. Classic. <laughs> yeah, Good yeah. memories, man. That biker camp was awesome. Yeah, you know, I really wanted to see the lure get their stuff together in a way that I could use that property. And unfortunately, yeah. it just hasn't seemed to pan out that well. And I would love to have, if somebody listening knows somebody that's right there in the downtown-ish Downeyville area that has a property big enough that you can put a bunch of tents on, I'd love to yeah. do that Um at a bigger scale. It's just like, I don't know how to take it from where it was to like that next level. I really yeah. like, like, you know, um, have you ever been up there when the clampers are there? Oh, like ECV or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No. Like I've, I've been up there before, like trying to go ride and they were in town and it's like, they take that whole <laughs> taking town it over. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like they're camping all over the place. They're like camping in the back parking lot. They're like, yeah, but um, somehow they've organized that to yeah. work. And, and it and works. It, yeah. If I could do that with the mountain bike community, I feel like it would be like, man, that would just be so, so rad. Cool. Yeah. But I don't know. Even like something in your area, though, is, you know, yep. I, I, I said this to a few people, man. I wish you guys had like a, a football field, a flat like yeah. open area that we could just we're be like, all right, we're doing three here. flat spots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, if they like that, there's that park over there by the pond. Do they like rent yeah. that out? Yeah. I, I wonder. wonder. That's a good question of like events. Cause there's definitely a couple big open grassy areas that are like, yeah. Yeah. Like the farmer's yeah. market and that kind of stuff. Yeah, because you're that area that you're in, man. It's just honestly, it's, oh, it's so good. Fantastic. Yeah, there's got to be some random place like in Portola or, or Gregle or Blair, yeah. like somewhere that's like it's just like a horse meadow or something, and there's yeah. bathrooms and like boom, yeah. But you're yeah, because I, I did that that um 
there's oh shoot i can't that's like high sierra something event that they do it's like yeah kind of close to your area but a little bit a little bit kind of a little bit farther away than from gary gray eagle mm-hmm. and when i did that i that was the first time i was in that area and was like really put it together in my mind like oh downeyville and mills and hoof are all so close all like, here um but that place i felt like was just a little bit too far out where it wouldn't yeah. work we're like we're like honestly i've said it a bunch of times already on this podcast like Gregel is like it's the best spot like it's really puts you Central. right there yeah instead yeah. of driving 30 minutes and then you're there like you're there yeah. already to get to two or three amazing rides and then drive an hour one way and an hour the other way then you got the other two great rides so yeah and it it's is not hard very much either no you know, exactly like, yeah like coming from trucking, like the the drive is pretty decent. It's not like uh like driving up 49 to get to Downeyville. It, it's 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 some work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. super fifty and not very Yeah, and somebody's on your butt and you gotta pull yeah. over, or like you're behind somebody that's like, ah, come on, pull over. Like yeah, that yeah. whole thing where yeah, it will wear you out a little bit. Yeah, but that in between the the mills and and and, and Truckee, it's really it's it's a pretty Easy. decent yeah. drive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I should look into that area, and maybe I should start planning for 2023. Yeah, right now. Reach something out somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you guys there's, becoming there's uh, actually like a? There's this place that's like, I don't know when the last time you've come in there, but like I think it's called like the White Springs Motel or Sulphur Springs Motel, where it's like it's a community thing that they just revamped this like big old building, and now I think there's pools and stuff like that kind of gave me a little tickle of like when you're mm. first coming into Gregle that there's this maybe even be able to rent it as a open space and maybe yeah. like premium uh hotel rooms or something like that yeah. i just coming in from it's like white side or like- yeah exactly when you're coming in from the trucky side coming in south okay. of gray eagle it's a little bit how it's either sulfur springs or white springs or hmm. something and it's I'll closer to gray eagle it's not like down by uh sierraville or those other places yeah yeah no i have to look into it because um i i I consistently have people asking me about the 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 biker camp thing again and um i think i was on to something you know what i mean i i just need to figure out how to take it to a higher level than where it was of course of course yeah it's just uh it's like capturing that magic it's huge to capture the magic and like all of a sudden people like have great memories and all that stuff it's uh yeah. it's huge yeah i just Those sent guys... the, the little link over i think that's what it oh, is sweet. white Thank sulfur you. springs ranch and i don't know if it's actually something that's open to the public Those guys from like, uh, mtb out. norcal they really put together they started yeah out of city and it, it's one of those things where i'm like man i watch them do it and i'm like this is all it takes you just have to you have to put it out there you have to like yeah you just have to take that risk you know and yep. it's kind of like we were yep. talking about the three-month video thing like it's money yeah it's not yep. like when you do an event like that you you have to like financially float yep some part of this dream and hope that you're yeah. gonna make it you, you know what i mean totally. so that's the part that's Definitely. scary you know it's really yep. scary but it's so cool because that's the like there's there's things that we're all good at and there's some things that fire us up like that's your thing is like these events and getting people together and like just digging down and getting deeper and like that's that's my thing that's what i should be spending my time on and like yeah. finding that is so relevant of like okay here we go i can actually make this work 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely um I really enjoy this community and this industry and um I'm I'm I I I want to know or figure out exactly where my spot is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. 100% what it is. You know what I mean? But I, I think some of it is that, you know, probably like you you're a creative person or a dreamer and because of that there's always like all these ideas. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yes. which one do you want to pull the trigger on? You know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. And then like when you get further down the road, you're like, oh, is this going to work? Is this actually going to be something? That's why YouTube is just such a good low barrier to entry thing versus like Everstoke is like, okay, this down payment and this monthly payment. And oh yeah. my God, this. It's like, oh, I see why most businesses fail within a couple of years. Right, right, right. We're, um, do you think that the Everstoke, like, like, where is like your, your, your final dream with that place? Like, how do you see it running? For me personally, like, and of course it's 50, 50 with Aaron and stuff, like what he wants. But for me personally, like building just a big ass 10 bedroom mansion, basically. And like mm -hmm. each one of those rooms could be individually rented out kind of thing, mm -hmm. or someone decides to rent the whole thing out for like a week at a time. And that's uh -huh. like, boom, you've got this giant house for a week and the run of the place. Like you have all the mm. trails there. It's all private. Go find yourself your own shuttles and all that stuff of just, just mm -hmm. that, just, just the lodging. I don't really imagine like running a shuttle and doing food and all the other extravagancies kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, Hey, show up and have a ball at this house and you will have access to all these amazing trails. And, you know, yeah. somehow finding a way where that house could like kind of be its own, like if, if 10 different people showed up, they could all have their own entrances and bathrooms and stuff. Oh, or if yeah. everybody wanted to like party all together, that would be it. So yeah. that would be my little, my little dream. So the idea would be right now, let's just say you start out with these 10 um, tiny homes and you build the equity from that to get yourself to the place to like, okay, now it's the like the mansion. Yeah, that would, it would be kind of weird to like knock them all down and be like, okay, let's uh, clean the slate, like something that's totally working and people really right. like, you know, it's like, if that works, it works. That, that'd be totally fine by me. Yeah, maybe you just build the big house on the top of the hill, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's definitely, it's interesting, you know? Do you see yourself um, getting into some other kind of, of property or is like this one going to keep you busy for quite a while? Yeah. I don't know. It, that's the thing. If we can actually get it going and kind of be like, okay, we're level or like slightly making a couple bucks, then it's like, okay, this could work kind of thing. And I would love mm -hmm. to get to that place. And that could be cool to get into another one and build, build Everstokes all over. Yeah. Yeah. Would you pick another place like all together? Like, in the US or would you probably still stay in like Northern California for your Yeah. Oh man. That's a good, that's a good question. Cause it's like, it's all in when at least it's only three and a half hours from me. So it's like being yeah. able to drive up there and get things done. And then it's like, Oh man. Okay. Now what about over here? What about over there? That's a lot more uh logistical nightmare when it's like, Oh, yeah. it's in St. George, Utah. There's five great rides there, but it's, it's right. you know, 12 it's hours away, 14 hours away. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, as it is right now, I mean, Aaron can drive up for the weekend and hang out and whatever totally. and work a couple days or whatever. And uh, yeah, it definitely makes it a lot, lot easier. But I mean, on the other end, you know, I guess like kind of like what Seth is doing. I mean, he's got the house. I 
think he's yeah. working on something else similar. But um, like, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, you build a couple of those, and next thing you know, boom, you got something, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Very much of just if if people think that it's a good deal and they get their vacation and all that stuff, and it's a, I think it's a, a money making venture if you can get to yeah. that point. <laughs> Yeah, I think the idea of the Airbnb that's really catered to riders in a riding area is um it's a great idea. I th I think that the the downside is trying to do it in California where like real estate's just so expensive. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, to buy a I don't know, let's just say a 1500 square foot house house in Nashville doesn't quite look like a 1500 square foot house in Northern California. Totally. You know, totally. so like the amount of money that you have that, to make that from imbalance, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. Where, uh, what else do you have like bouncing around inside of your head about you know where you want to go with with the the Brian Kennedy BKXE industry of power, the empire, <laughs> the empire. Yeah, man. I think Trail One and Everstoke. It's like it's that's enough doing trails yeah. trail one Everstoke and BKXE. Like it's, it's definitely been very like, Oh God, I don't have five minutes to give to this and three minutes to give to this. And like, Oh, mm -hmm. then I have a wife and I have this and I have other things. Like it's very much taxing to have all that yeah. stuff juggling all the time. And uh, it's, it's quite enough. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I mean, and I think that um, the, the, the big one that you mentioned there is you have a wife now. So uh, yeah. The congratulations i think we talked since then but still i, I I'm think happy so for, yeah. i'm really happy for you guys um but that definitely changes things like you have to like that that has to be worked on constantly you know and you can't just be like yeah i'm gonna go do whatever the hell i want to do for the next six months i'll see you then you know because like totally. things don't work out you know so yeah i mean you guys had to 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 navigate this long distance relationship for a while and and yeah. i'm sure that was tough but um, like, how do you now, you know, like continue to make sure that that's a priority and address all these other things at the same time, you know? Totally. It's yeah, it's tough for sure. And just going away, like I was away in Colorado for like a month or three weeks or whatever. And it was just like, I was too long. That was too, it was too far away, but it's like, she does have a job. So it's like, Hey, you got to do the, you got your job. If I had a job and like, I had to like, kind of be stuck to the desk or whatever it is what it is and i've still got to figure out a way to like get these videos out and all that stuff so yeah, yeah it's definitely like figuring out that good balance and i think we're done so good it's it's really just so awesome she's such a uh, a great gal that we figure everything out and we're very open in our communication of like hey mm -hmm. I, I didn't like this or hey what about this that it's nice to know that there's not like this bubbling resentment yeah. under the surface that all of a sudden will come out in two years and like, ah, you told me that this is going to be yeah. this. It's like, oh, we, I, we, I thought we talked about everything. Right, right. Communication's key, man. That's like probably the biggest thing. It's right? everything. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like you hear, it's such a uh, cliche for sure because sometimes it is very like, oh, I don't know if I want to say this, but I have to say this. Like you yeah. just have to and just get it out there. And then it's not as big a deal as you thought it was going to be. And you can just be like, oh, okay, okay. We got that yeah. going. We can work on it. We can actually attack it. Right, right. So I'm sure I, I have to ask this question because otherwise somebody's going to be like, what the hell? Uh, are you guys super career focused right now or is there a possibility of family come in or what, what do you think? Oh man, one? like we, we think about the kids. We definitely think about the kids a lot, but it's, it's kind of nice. I, I think about my nieces 
of how they're like three and about to turn two, I think, or yeah, mm -hmm. three and two, uh, something like that. Where like the older they get, the more they're going to be able to hang out and like babysit for <laughs> our kids. So <laughs> we could go five years or something yeah. and be like, okay, sweet. There now Riley come over and my eight year old niece could come over and babysit. Yeah. Okay. She needs to be fed uh, twice every hour. And <laughs> I'm so in second lock, grade. <laughs> you gotta lock in, lock in the uh, the family daycare first. Totally. And then, it, then it's on the menu. Got it. Yeah, because I <laughs> I always think about like my parents were 25 when they had me, so I was like 15 years old when I was this age, and like you know, because yeah. I'm 40 now, and I think about I always thought about that. I would think about like my parents got married when they were 20, so I should be five years older if they had me when they first. But it's like. I don't want to be five years older now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but so I've always had that like stupid clock in my head and stuff, but it just doesn't matter as much. And I think I'll be young enough and spry enough and Sarah's young enough and stuff yeah. where it's it's easy to get caught up and all that stuff, but we'll we'll get there eventually. I'll tell you as a guy, I mean, I had my my children young on on purpose. Yeah. I, I really wanted to be like where I'm at right now, I'm like 45 and I don't have kids anymore at the house, yeah. you know, they're, they're grown up. And, um, but I think in my mind, it was like, Oh, I'll give up some, you know, some freedom in my younger years to be able to like be at the peak of my career and, and then be empty nested and be able to like travel or do whatever, do whatever. And, um, now that I'm here, I don't really think it matters. <laughs> I think yeah. I think you can do it whenever. Like honestly, yep. like have kids young, have kids old, just do whatever makes you happy. That mindset. It's yeah, such yeah, it, a mindset. Yeah, yeah. I know people that have like had kids and hated it and hated every second of it. And like <laughs> their kids like three years old, and they're like, oh, the yeah. light is at the end of the tunnel. And then like the wife got pregnant again and he was like, Oh, it's over. We have to start this whole thing again. And then, you know, it's like just these there's just if you have that mindset, it's always gonna be awful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because like, you know, in my younger years, having children young, I anticipated being here and not having kids. And now that I'm here, yeah. I'm like, eh, if we had another kid right now, whatever, it'd be cool. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like I know totally. how to navigate it now. I'm like, it's not a big deal. Like, really? Yeah. So, yeah. Do what's right for you guys. That's what matters. Yeah, most, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so, um, I have this, like forever how do i say this i'm always wanting to build a van what kind yeah. of advice do you give me about building uh, a van you don't like get a ram pro master number one <laughs> i uh i went to the sh i had my van was in the shop again and i picked it up today and it was another two thousand bucks to fix some melted wire that was on the o2 sensor and i had the guy print out every single thing that I've had done at that dealership. And I think all the big repairs were at that dealership. And I totaled $20,000 of repairs on the wow. van. And the van was like, you know, 35,000 MSRP or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, what a joke. What a complete joke. Yeah. I could have spent an extra $20,000 on a Mercedes. Maybe all of that would have happened. I just hate internal combustion engines and the whole oil and the thermostat and the fan belts. And just, it's, just a walking nightmare of the whole thing. That's my advice for your band. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice to see like a, a solid EV, like definitely. Van come out. 
And it's like possible. It just has to be mega batteries, and then maybe you would have to build it out a, a little more light. But just yeah. being able to stand up inside and change clothes is like the whole reason I'm clinging to my van. Because yeah. and if even if I sell the van, what if I have to buy another car? The next car is going to be fifty grand, of course, because yeah. everything is just like sky high. So it's just oh, it's how, brutal. How many, miles, how many miles do you have on the van? Eighty-seven thousand. Yeah, the engine so, blew up at seventy-six thousand. Yeah, yeah, so that's like that. I mean, I had to replace the engine in my my truck, but that had almost one hundred and seventy on it whenever I did it. Yeah. So like, that you feel like more okay, reasonable. yeah, yeah, but still, it sucks. But uh, yeah, man, that's rough, man. Twenty thousand dollars on top of it, just so, evaporating, just like cash. Yeah, that like yeah. when you think about, oh, I want to save money and I'm going to cancel my Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I've saved 120 bucks a year by canceling my Netflix and spent $20,000 on a van. It's just money that's evaporated. Like, yeah. God, who cares? Like, <sighs> so traveling around, skip that in the scar van. Starbucks. You got to skip the Starbucks and save that right. eight bucks. Right. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's totally okay, man. So traveling around with, with the wife, do you still feel like the size that you have is like manageable or do you wish that you had yeah. a one or? Def it gets a little cramped, like with different stuff. If we were out for a little longer, we still do good. Cause you can like put suitcases and like pile the suitcases up on the bed. And then when we're sleeping, we move the suitcases to the front of the car or something, but mm -hmm. I'm still very stoked on having the shorter length and then being able to full top stand up and sleep in the back. And definitely yeah. the form factor is, really really good like uh, yeah I, we've done so good of just bombing across the country park at a rest stop sleep and okay stay at airbnb for a couple weeks and then go it's just uh -huh. such a perfect adventure vehicle yeah i definitely like that's the one thing where i always keep questioning myself is a little extra space better but in my mind i feel like the maneuverability of the smaller wheelbase just seems like a, yeah. better, a better solution totally Would i know you, and then, um, so there's so much of doing doing the math of like, okay, is this like, even if you got like a decent daily driver car versus mm -hmm. taking that daily driver car to Bentonville and getting an Airbnb, like what's the, what's the math? Are you actually doing 1200 bucks a month or whatever the van yeah. mortgage would be of like travel versus like, oh no, we, I just do 500 bucks a month of my car. And then that extra 700 bucks a month could be spent on hotels and Oh, but that the van fantasy is just so nice. Yeah. That's my wife's argument every time I talk about it. She's like, you know how many hotels we could get for 80 grand? You know, like Yeah. Like, if you just like mark it out, it's like, oh man, I should I have to be staying at like seven yeah. nights a month at least, like out on the road. Yeah. I feel like the uh but I don't feel like that's a fair argument. Just because like I feel like the driving part and like the, that is, is the part that is valuable as well as the like actual sleeping somewhere. Oh you know? man. The adventure of it is so cool. Yeah. Like you park on the side of the road and you have all your picnic stuff to be able to do a picnic. And like you have all your bike stuff that's arranged and nice and self-contained versus like, Oh, it's all thrown in the back of a truck or something. So mm -hmm. there, the, some of that magical stuff is, is pretty good of like, Oh yeah, we, camp at yosemite because they have van spots and it's not a hotel mm -hmm. kind of thing there's there's so, there's good and bad for sure so if you had to do it all over again not counting covid would you still buy another van yeah yeah because it, it's been just so cool i'm glad 
so glad I did it and uh, so many adventures and kind of that whole impetus was like my uncle Dennis dying and like, what am I waiting for? What's the excuses? Like the whole excuse was like, oh, I didn't want it parked out in front of my house because it's like this big, ugly vehicle that anyone passes by my house is like, oh, that's where Brian lives. And like, right. that was kind of one of the, and the money, of course, the money, but yeah. that was kind of the, the main thing that was like, everything just doesn't have, it's like having kids. Nothing has to be perfect, perfect. Like, oh, I need a house that has a, a par RV parking on the side so I could hide the, the van back there. It's like, ah, whatever, just just go for it and uh, yeah, get, yeah. go have the adventures. And it's totally been worth all the adventures. I think initially you were thinking like, here's my van that I travel in and then I have my my daily driver. And you ended up selling your car though too. Totally, right? I did end up selling the car. Cause it's like, this is, what's the point? Especially when used car prices, I think I probably sold a little early but I was still able to get a really good price on my RAV4 that uh, mm -hmm. was like, okay, 18 grand in my pocket or whatever, like selling it to shift.com and be like, okay, sweet. This is actually a huge lift of like, and I can drive the van around daily driver. It will cost you uh, $20,000 in repairs to treat it like a daily driver apparently, but uh, I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, do you think it's just like a bad, like a, a, a bad model or do you feel like it's just, I don't know, man. It's or? like there, I've had so many emails and like conspiracy, not conspiracy theory, but like guys that have like follow this stuff and like, I had like a thermostat go bad and supposedly mm -hmm. there's something related to the thermostat going bad, triggering uh, cylinder two and these V6s mm -hmm. and that actually may be related to the engine getting blown up, which, you know, it's not like the whole engine blew up, but like, you know, cylinder yeah. two blew up or something. Right, so like right. that, and then other random stuff happens, of course, and that's just the little thousand dollar here, thousand dollar there kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, you know, it's like some of that conspiracy stuff, you're like, man, you're crazy. And then some of it you listen to and you're like, I don't know, maybe they're on to something. You know? Yeah, always, yeah. always. And that's the, the seed of doubt, the misinformation. Yeah, yeah. So what do you like to do for fun outside of mountain biking and uh, YouTube? What is that? So Sarah and I watched Better Call Saul. That was pretty good. We watched the whole yeah. series and uh, pretty good. We, we enjoyed it all the way through. It gives you something to like look forward to. And now we got to find a new uh, uh, TV show to watch. And you have any recommendations? Yeah, you know, let's go ahead. Let's go down that path. Uh, have you seen the show C with Jason Momoa? No. It's an Apple it's like, show. I, I know the concept. Yeah, like they're blind and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, that one was pretty good. I'm sure Aaron's nice. talking up a storm about the House of the Dragon too. Oh right? yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's he's big on that uh that whole what do you uh, that that timeline or yeah that universe that. yeah 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 that that one was pretty fun. I like that. Uh, I mean, you're into kind of like, like techie stuff too. Did you watch the HBO one uh, Westworld? You know, I watched maybe the first season and then somehow fell off. And my brother was like, oh, wow, it keeps going. It's like you get yeah. like learn the insides and outs and stuff. Yeah. And did you try that severance on um, Apple TV? Oh, I, I good started about that, that one and I just couldn't lock <laughs> just into it, weird. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did start on Amazon just the other day. There's one called Peripheral. And oh, I've been seeing tons of ads on my Twitter yeah, for it. I keep seeing, I kept seeing it pop up and it's like, leave me alone. You know, you like, yeah. you kind of come into it like this angry guy, get off Jaded, my lawn. Yeah, like, it's better be good. Watch you, you know, and then you purposely yeah. just like disregard it for a while. Yeah, totally. It's kind, it's kind of like a, uh, 
a ready player one kind of situation. VR kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's about these like people in this like VR kind of future and how you can make money that way. And yeah. Okay. It's got that, like, if you like that kind of techie kind of stuff. Um, it, it I love it is. when it's done right. I love it yeah. when it's done right. Like, I, I kind of watched, there was one more recently where, like, the guy died and they were able to preserve his soul or something. And he was, like, in heaven or, like, kind of like a heaven where he, they paid for it. And it was like, oh, I just couldn't get into it. Like, it wasn't uh, yeah. techie enough or something. And I was like, yeah. ah, it's, it's not, like, good or whatever. I forget what what was called but uh yeah it was like i, I think, think it was an amazon it. one as well yeah when they do it right it seems like it's pretty nailed. upload like that, maybe that it's upload one. like upload your brain or something oh yeah i think i do remember that one yeah that, that peripheral one though i okay i, I, I like it it kind of reminds me of um you know oh, mr robot did you ever watch that i didn't i didn't people that love was that one of the though. first tv shows that i ever watched as an it guy that was like yeah, they got oh it God. right they're right yeah, like because yeah. normally you see like they're like oh i'm gonna break in the fbi and it'll be yeah. like a dot prompt like paying <laughs> the server <laughs> and that's it yeah. you know and it's like this is bullshit totally. not yeah. Like, yeah you know and, and my mom actually, as like, a nurse real, real code and like yeah like, I get it. My mom as a nurse, when we would watch ER when we were kids, she was just like, you wouldn't do you wouldn't do this. But most of the time they would like kind of get it right. But then like, you're going to kill the patient if you give them that yeah. much medicine and just little <laughs> errors like that, where they, they didn't have like the consulting uh, person to like read over the script. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's funny. It reminds me, my daughter has this joke that she always said. She's like, I'm basically a doctor. I've watched 15 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> so mcsteamy yeah yeah yeah, right yeah so yeah i i am i enjoy some some stuff like like it seems like somehow my hobbies are also like also maybe something to do with the channel or something to to like kind of like i don't know how how do i explain this like for example i really got into 3d printing lady lately yeah cool like it's it's been really fun and it's like kind of like what you were talking about with your your grips and stuff like it's really neat to like conceptualize something and then totally. create it, you know yeah. and, and oh it's it's beyond me too because like you have to learn a whole new software set and you have yeah. to like go do the measurements and stuff it's like oh man this is like the detail stuff that i i love other people being able to do it but like i have no patience or like i just i can't do yeah. that artistic kind of translation stuff yeah, it's interesting that you say that, though. I mean, because you're creating with your video. It's just not like a tangible yeah, thing. Like, oh, no, man. it's just not that artist, that design. Like, I love design so much. I love great art, and I just uh -huh. can't do it. I've never, I maybe can't do it, just never spent enough time on it. When eventually the robots take over, maybe I'll actually spend yeah. time, like, learning how to draw and, like, design theory and color theory and all that stuff that's, like, it's just so magical to me. When you see a great design, it's like, wow, that's so cool. So when you were doing web, you weren't doing graphic stuff. You were just like, no, I mean, very little like Photoshop stuff here and there, yeah. but it's just like not real. Like I would be tasked to probably do it, but it's like, here you go. It looks like crap. Like this, <laughs> it's good enough kind of thing. Right, right, right. Do you like to do anything like, uh, like put Legos together or something like that? Or, you know, my big thing actually I, I kind of forgot, but like, uh, when you ask that question, it's like DIY around the house. Like it's, I'm just huge into like, 
improving, like doing stuff around the house. And like, I love all these little projects. Like I just got the new Google Nest Wi-Fi Pro that mm -hmm. actually allows you to do like a backhaul where you could actually put the ethernet cord into all the Wi-Fi's. Cause I have the regular Google wi mesh Wi-Fi and it sucks because mm -hmm. it's, you can't put the, the hard wire into it to actually make the good Wi-Fi in your whole house. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Where am I gonna put it? I'm gonna cut a hole in this and put this in. And mm -hmm. and I just got a, a actual decent uh, stereo system for the first time in a long time and put all the, you know, the it's like a 5.1.2 system. So I have the Dolby Atmos speakers that shoot up and like the subwoofer and like all that stuff and putting, a, the running the wires along the baseboards and hiding them and all that stuff is like super fun. I love, I love all the DIY house stuff. Yeah, I would, yeah. if I had the time and the money, I would totally knock my house down. I would totally just gut the entire thing and start from scratch. Yeah. There's some things like that. Like I would love to knock my garage down and rebuild it. Yeah. As like, as like a, a, still a two car garage on the bottom, but like a space above it. And yes. Podcast like, studio. Yeah, kind of like instead of being here in the garage, I could be up there in the garage. And then yes. it would be like a space as well if I decided to sell the place. Like, hey, it's totally like, a, Incom a, like income in unit or in-law. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, but you know, I there's like so much that you have to do to like be able to do that on your own. Like, cause I've, I've, I've thought oh, about it. Like yes. how hard is it to, to get like a contractor's license so I can just do this myself? Yes. You know? Yes. And you could, yeah, it's, it's just that time. It's like making those mistakes that you yeah. learn the first time and you're like, Oh yeah, it took me six months to figure out this, but it, it it's okay. And it's yeah. like, they always say about building a house or building a van, you build your first for your enemy and your second for your friend and your third for yourself. So you basically have to go yeah. find two other garages to build first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things though. It's always on. on I, I enjoy that stuff too. At, at, like, I um, I think what it comes down to is like having an eye. I feel like it's all tied to being creative. It's like having an idea yes. and then making it happen. And then when you're done, just like, like just looking at it or actually using yep. it it's your, and enjoying it's so it. Yeah. Rewarding, you know, totally like kitchens, like my kitchen is like so cramped and like, we don't have enough countertop or we have enough counter space, but the cabinets, there's just not enough cabinets. And it's like, oh, what could I do if I actually reimagine this whole thing? And yeah. I feel like when we were kids, people actually could afford remodeling and you could afford to do all this stuff. Like it has become so beyond expensive to do anything. It's like, how does anybody do anything when it's just, oh, that'll be 50 grand, 60 grand, 70 grand. Yeah. It's like, it's, I, I can't wrap my head around it sometimes. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Especially if you look at like compared to like, in the past like of course like i was looking at something the other day i don't know if it was like the price of a car i think it was the price of a house let's just say it was the yeah. price of a house in like the 70s and it was yes. like that thirty-five thousand was like like two years of the annual of that yeah person's like, like a percentage yes yeah exactly. you know and if I look at that now, it's like my annual salary compared to my house is like, like six or seven years of, of like yes. my annual salary. Totally. Where like, that's a huge, like, it's change, a huge difference, you know, like, and that without getting on a total Bitcoin rant here, yeah. like when they, when the talk about like, we want to keep inflation at 2% a year. So like, that's the goal for the federal reserve. Let's keep inflation down to 2% a year. 
That yeah. still means that like your money's worthless after like 50 years or 30 yeah. years. Like yeah. if you compound even 2% compounding, which is 1970 yeah. to now 50 years, like it totally destroys your purchasing power. So yeah. inflation should be zero or nothing or negative. We should be getting right. stronger, but obviously that destroys the economy in a different way. So we just all want to keep on getting more debt and getting as much debt as we possibly can and have inflation. And then you think about inflation, even if inflation goes to zero now, we're still going to have these gas prices and shit's going to yeah. still be expensive forever. Like yeah. it's never going down. It's always right. going to be this way. So it's yeah. like, oh, I read this thing, this article once where they were talking about throughout history that there's been a handful of times when society basically got to a point where they had to just like let go of all the debt. And yes, like, over like every what? single, every single fiat thing every single yeah. currency that has ever been tried has failed like that's yeah. the history yeah. of the world it's like the gold standard or bitcoin is like if you're if you have the the morals to stay on a gold standard or a whatever hard money standard yeah. it's fine you have crazy booms and busts which people hate but when you yeah. go on like the fiat standard and you just can the price of printing a trillion dollars is zero they can print a trillion dollars tomorrow for nothing right. and that that draw, like that, that temptation is irresistible for politicians yeah. and for people when you don't want pain, you want no pain to happen in the system. You don't want people to blame you and, and like vote you out. You have to just be like, okay, here's $50,000 for everyone free, right. free money when it just devalues everything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It sounds like you, um, you, you look at finances a lot. Do you like dabble with stock market stuff? I'm, obs I'm obsessed with it right now. Like I've always kind of been obsessed kind of like, I just remember in 2006 before the housing crisis and when housing prices were just absolutely ridiculous being mm -hmm. like, what is wrong here? I have a normal job. I don't make that much money, but I feel like I should be able to afford something like some kind mm -hmm. of tiny crappy house. And like, basically that just started me on my journey of like learning about this stuff and what is going on and like seeing I actually like only because i'm so pessimist like saw the housing bubble kind of coming and like oh wow mm -hmm. this is actually not adding up obviously not like big short or like being able yeah. to actually profit off of it or anything but like yeah i've just followed that stuff for so long now and just being like, what is going on? Normal people can't afford normal houses. And you can if you move to like West Virginia and stuff like that. But yeah. what, what is the basis of all this? What is happening? If I was going to pick something for me, to, like my, I usually kind of know what my next rabbit hole is going to be. And I yeah. think right now, the one that I keep like bouncing around in the back of my head is, is stock market stuff. Because yep. it just like... It's one of those things where, you know, first of all, if you do it well, it's like financially lucrative, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of information to like dig into. And it just totally. seems like, um, I don't know, like the fun part of it, it, it almost feels like gambling to me. Oh yeah, you, you, for you know sure. I mean? You know? Yeah. Like, oh, they're up the earnings. When's the earnings yeah. report? Oh, it goes up. It goes down. Yeah. I have a, a, a cousin, her, uh, her daughter is. Well, she's like 18 or 19 now, but she started with that stuff when she was like a teen, like younger in her teens. Yeah. And she like took, let's just say she started with like a grand and she's yeah. got like 40 or $50,000 in her account now, you know, just That's from amazing. like, yeah. and she does like, like started out like mostly like penny stock kind of stuff and like yeah. a little Goofing bit of this, around. a little bit of that. And it's like, man, yeah. that's just really like, that's really cool. You know, it is. Like to, I mean, not necessarily like, Hey, this is what I want my new career to be, but I feel like that would yeah. be fun to be like, 
hey, I started with 500 bucks and now I have, you know, a new Tesla that I can buy. Yeah, exactly. Something. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. So has Aaron talked to you like completely into the Tesla market? You're you're putting the, the it's the solar panels it's on so, the so interesting, like <laughs> to think of how it, you know the economy's like, oh, recession and all this stuff, but like how technology and just that's gonna keep move hopefully keep charging forward and keep moving forward and keep making things cheaper and making these crazy breakthroughs. And yeah, the more you I read about Tesla, the more it's like, wow, this is it's really something of their being yeah. able to scale up with the cars and print the cars out, basically just the manufacturing process and all that stuff is so interesting. And for me, it's like, it's so interesting from a self-sufficient point of mm -hmm. view of like, yeah, solar panels. That's so cool. Like, and just like, that should be like a crazy right wing, yeah. like conservative, like, Oh, get off my lawn. I'm totally yeah. self-sufficient, but it has to be like a crazy left wing thing of like the, the climate change and like all that stuff where it's like, I think everybody could love solar panels. If you actually had them on your house, you'd be like, Whoa, this is crazy. I yeah. no matter what prices go up and down with the natural gas or whatever, when you have everything electric and you've got the batteries and all that stuff. And it's all yeah. coming down in price too, because it's like the last time you may have checked on it, it's like, oh God, it's 70,000 bucks. And then it's like, wait, all these, you get twice as many batteries for half as much money now. And every year yeah. it just keeps marching along. I, I, I kind of envision this future where every building in the country has solar on it. And Always, the way yeah. that power actually ran is like, you only use the power company that for like, that little bit of time that you actually need to draw more than you can pull. You totally. Know? Or neighbors like, are connected, like a little neighborhood yeah. grid kind of thing. Yeah. And batteries, like, like whole, as batteries yeah. get bigger, like you just have yeah. a big old battery, like in your neighborhood where it's like, oh yeah, this right. power's 50 of our houses. We all threw in money to do this and yeah. we're good to go. Especially in California where it's just, we've got the sun. Yeah. I could see that becoming like the, like, like maybe some kind of government like subsidized kind of thing where it takes control of power companies that way. And the grid becomes like everybody's homes, everybody's businesses, you know, like, yep. It would be, be interesting. It, it would be neat to, um, you know, have a little time machine and just see where we are. Yes. Oh, that's, that's my whole thing is like, I just want to see what happens next. I love yeah. checking the news and checking Twitter and like, what's going to happen next. I've always kind of been that kind of future focused of like, Oh, what's, what's going to, what's going to happen living an interesting time, seeing the next thing happen. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where, um, I like being in it, I've always questioned myself, like, when I first started, anybody that was in their 60s really was like, I don't know why we're using this stupid thing. And this yeah, mouth. And not a, a pencil and a paper is more productive. And when that thing goes down, you know, and, and um, so or maybe they just didn't even understand it. They're like trying to have a hard, like having a hard time conceptualizing like, oh, you just make a new folder in there. It's like having a library, you know, and, and they just can't wrap their head around it. And yes. For me, you never want to become that guy. Yeah, but I know it's gonna happen. Yeah, you know, like regardless it's of impossible, huh? Growing up in technology, <sighs> there's gonna be something that is like my 1977 brain is just yeah. gonna be like, nope, don't get it. You know, but we like, gotta. It's like you have to like fight through it. It's like yeah. I, I don't know about your parents or if they're still around or not, but my parents have iPhones and iPads yeah. and like they use them all day every day. But at first, it's just like eh, eh, huh? And then it's such an easy thing to use and like it yeah. works so well. 
but yeah, it's definitely that initial like skepticism and like so much of the stuff that's happening in the culture today. I thought I would never be like this person that would be like, no, I don't really, oh, I don't really like that. And now I'm yeah. that person where it's like, oh, what the heck? Like I've, I've become someone I never thought yeah. I could be. I feel like there is a certain age cutoff though, that maybe you're just like, I don't care anymore. You know, and, and let's just say uh, let's, let's, the plasticity. Yeah. yeah. Of let's, shutting let's down and like, yeah, I can't do it for the sake of the conversation. Let's just say it's 85 years old. Right. Yeah. So like, <laughs> what is it, what is it going to be that when I'm 85 that I'm just like, Nope, I don't get it. You know, straight like, bussing, like, bro. For real, for real. <laughs> like that's the stuff that I really like. I, I, I wonder, you know, like where, cause like, if you yeah, TikTok like, was something yeah. that came and like, I, I don't want to do it. I, I've got my YouTube videos. I'm, it, it works fine. And it's like, oh, it is kind of the thing of the short content. But at least I feel like I, my videos are longer and this I make this long form content. But then someone like Joe, Calirado Kid, this was perfect. It's like the short form, yeah. the jokes. It's like this, that is his blossoming, amazing platform to like do what he does best. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's one of those things where we were talking about earlier about being a creator is like finding the thing that's actually within your, your niche, like what you're actually good at. Yep. Exactly. You know? I think to be honest, like I'm good at this conversation, you know, that's, yeah. that's you know, better Keeping than I am moving the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Better than, than making like rad POV videos like you, like, you know, um, I, I will keep trying, but I think this is honestly like more like this, this is that fits my my skill set better. You, you know yeah. what I mean? But you have to be honest totally. with yourself, and that's hard to do. You know, it is. Yeah, because yeah. everyone has to start with thinking they kind of have a talent, and then building that talent, and then like somehow, oh wow, I'm actually good at this, and then thinking they have it, but it doesn't work. And yeah, it's that's why it's magical of like when stuff actually works, and I could yeah. actually make a living off of YouTube. It's like I, yeah. I don't know, man. It just it worked. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking earlier, um, I wonder if there's ever a question that you wished people would ask you that you don't get the answer. Oh man, that, oh, that's such a good question. I'm going to look, cause I, I actually had like a little notes, uh, thing of like my own little podcast questions. And I think this is, oh, do I actually have it in here? Oh God. Okay. I'm going to, it's going to take a second for me to find it, but this is right. a good I'll question. Go this is, I'll go ahead and yeah. ramble for a little bit. Yeah. Don't take, while, take while on the rambling. Uh, Steve Y, who I mentioned earlier, he says that digital implants would be the line in the sand for him. So oh. that's when, when you're talking about getting old. And, you know, I don't feel like that's I'm it all for me. it. Yeah. yeah. I would totally like put a little like NFC chip in my hand so I don't have to carry a wallet anymore or something like that. Like they could just scan my eyeball or something and whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's cool here. Or, or like being able to like just download some information into me. Like I'm, I'm okay with the digital implants. I'm, I'm yeah, it's yeah. Not sign me up. Thing. Like, like I can't wait for steroids <laughs> to be more like mainstream for sure. It's like, get right. me on it. I want to live. It's like the, the number one indicator of like death is like muscle, like butt muscle and thigh muscle. It's like, right. Let's do it. Right. I'm 40 years old. I'll, maybe I'll wait till I'm 50, but I'm going to be yeah. completely jacked by that. <laughs> right. They say that like, as far as eight, like, Aging is really like a, it's like a sickness. It's like your body not knowing how to like repair itself as well as it did initially. And yeah. like, there'll be a time when they figure that out. Did you come up with your answer yet? I'm looking. I think I, I saw looking. it, but it's nothing like really. It's not right great. there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, cause sometimes 
I, I haven't been interviewed too many times, but sometimes there's like things that come up to me where I'm like, man, I wish somebody asked about that. I don't know what that is right now either. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I know, I know. There's different things. Like for me, it's like I just a topic basically of like, mm -hmm. I wish we could. I wish we could like have like a little alien invasion that's like fake. Cause if aliens yeah. were here, they would wipe us out immediately. But like, yeah. like an alien invasion where we all got together as human beings and like, screw these guys. We got to kill them. We got to band together. Yeah. We all work together. Like we need fake aliens to like bring us all together and like break down all these barriers of hating each other. And <laughs> it's like, for America, it's going to be, okay, we're going to go to war with China. And now we all hate the Chinese. I guess that right. works too, but I'd rather not kill regular yeah. people and like have yeah. this whole thing in our brain that the Chinese are evil and this, yeah. the Chinese people, at least the leadership, yeah. of course, but like, ah, it just, it's yeah, I don't feel like we, we need to get in a pissing battle with Russia and like nuclear, uh, nuclear war, right? Exactly. We don't need to get back like, the 80s. There's <laughs> no going back. Like we, <laughs> we hate each other so much, the left and the right. It's just such hate. Like how could it ever gel back together? And it's like, yeah, ah, it, I, it, it's, it's, it's hate being that far gone. It's very, uh, the, the world is very polarized right now. And I think that we've done it to ourselves um, to stay as objective as we can without, you know, yeah. going down some kind of uh, of line. But, or it's some tough, yeah. But like, ultimately, let's just say because of social media or the way that we, like even the news, like the news is the original social media, right? Like, yeah. like what have we, we, we taught them through time that if, you give us this kind of, of, of news, we're excited about it. So yeah. they, they've given us more of that. And then, so the same thing happened with like, with, with, you know, social media and algorithms. And it's like outrageous hey, stories like, that are like, yeah, Oh, that's, yeah, that's things juicy. That make me angry is what I actually want to read, you know? And, and because of all of that, I think what we've done is we've like made ourselves like, like so separated, you know, cause we go in these like, these um what do you call it like a something filter like bubble yeah there we go like you know you, you get yep. yourself in there the only news you get is fox news so that's like yeah. the world you live yeah, in versus like, ah, yeah. i gotta jump around and see other things and okay i watch this yeah. i take it in from this yeah and especially with podcasts of, and youtube videos now yeah. like you can live in that world for sure right, never right. have any other ideas come in that's why joe rogan is pretty good of like he does a good devil's advocate he has all kinds of different voice. I feel like it's different voices yeah. and stuff where it's like, Oh, I'd never heard that concept before. That's yeah. it's good to kind of get poked a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the, the ability of like kind of going outside of what you expect the person's going to talk about. That's what I enjoy about this podcast. Like, like you and I, I mean, we talked about some, some like financial stuff and some things like this and that, that weren't necessarily mountain bikes. Yeah. And, uh, it was like the same thing when I was talking to Seth at one point, he's like, don't, don't you think we should be talking about bikes? And I'm like, actually, this is what's interesting to people of is course, like how you feel about price of tea in China. You know? yeah. <laughs> like the of bikes course. part, they know yeah. that. they can watch your channel for that, you know, Pe peeling back the onion a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's super fun. It's, it's fun to, to like get to know, know people. So man, it's been two hours. I, always have a great time chatting with you brian mm -hmm. it's so, so much fun we we need to get together and pedal though i know in real um, life yeah 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 it's been been a, a very long time so uh i'll definitely i'll have to catch up with you offline here and, and find out when we can we can make that happen but yeah i really appreciate you being on the show no i problem. appreciate your perspective and um 
thanks again for getting me into this YouTube game way back when. Uh -huh. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah, man. So all of you that are still listening, if you enjoyed the show, do the thumbs up thing. If you're watching it on YouTube, do the subscribe thing. If you are a podcast listener and you're passionate about how much you like this podcast, go over to the Apple podcast and write a five-star review. That makes the go. algorithm know that this podcast is your favorite. And um, just like I said uh, a couple episodes ago, I went online the other day and we are now on a top 10 mountain bike podcast list. And that's, that's because cool. of going out there, man, going out there and writing these reviews. So it really means a lot. So it, it may sound like me just bugging you guys or whatever. And some of it is, some of it isn't. But at the end of the day, it really makes it, it really makes a big difference in, in this thing being successful. If there is nothing else that you want to do that I say, just do this one thing. It only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one. <laughs>